0: Welcome to Marvel Cinematic University, the show where we break down every Marvel movie. We started with all the ones before Infinity War, and we've got, come with you since then. And we're we're here. We're at the Endgame, and we're here to break it down. I am one of your co-hosts, Jay Christie, and joining me today, as always, are my great friends. First off, Jerome Chang. Jerome, how are you doing? I am so tired. <laughs> I'm so exhausted. It's been such a weekend, but
1: I I'm so excited to talk to you about it because uh, honestly, that's been the excitement about these uh, films to this point. Now it's not just experiencing it for myself, but getting
0: to talk about it with all of you. So uh, can't wait to get into it. AC Anthony Canton III, how are you?
2: I'm good, man. Part of part of the journey is the end, and we've arrived at that end. So it's kind of cool to. To, to kind of close this part of the story out and uh, looking forward to getting into that with you all know, and looking forward to.
0: And joining us later uh, is the fourth co-host of our team, like a person who our team would not be complete without, Nitsan Bluffstein. She'll be here later because she's, you know, we want to get this pod out as soon as possible for you guys. So uh, it's hard to get scheduled and stuff like that. But we can promise you that we will have another Endgame pod either next week or the week after that we're going to keep talking about endgame because guys (laughs) i don't know if you knew this but there's a lot to talk about in this movie and i just want to start off very broadly ac i know you saw the movie on opening night too talk to me a little bit about your theater experience and just the general feeling you were left with as you left the movie theater
2: so i think the the cool thing about the theater experience i was in fresh Meadows, in queens i went with my bro shout out to ralph um I think the coolest thing was you. What you hope for when it comes to a theater experience is the idea that people will obviously you'll cheer, you clap at certain moments, but you're not yelling things during the during the, the whole plot, and you're then you end up missing stuff. Um, I didn't have that. the The theater was very cool. Everybody was everybody was amped up. There was really good energy in the theater, and um, I just thought I just thought overall it it, it really. It really made it a cool viewing experience to have people that are so into this. It seemed like they were really into this in the entire time. So, as far as like walking out of the the movie theater, um, what I thought was it was it was it was satisfying and sad. Satisfying because I think they did they did a good job in closing out certain aspects of people's storylines, which we'll get into. And it was sad because hey, listen, at the same time, man, it's been since 2008 uh since iron man came out and we've had all these movies we've had all these storylines this linear way that the marvel cinematic universe has kind of constructed everything to this point and this was the end there was a begin there was a beginning and there was an end in this version of the story so that from that aspect it's sad because you you become so connected to these characters but overall like I really enjoyed the movie. I really did. I think it was. I think it was very, very good. And uh, we'll get into that further.
0: Jerome, uh, what was your theater experience like uh, up in the Great White North? <laughs> <laughs> a baby cried during Tony's funeral, <laughs> which
1: was like, kind of like because it was so silent at that point, and then everyone just taking it in, and I, that kind of pulled me out a bit. Outside of that, I mean, uh, I saw it the Friday night. Thankfully, I was able to snag some tickets. You know my whole ordeal. I had to give up my tickets for work uh, for the opening night and then uh, somehow managed to get myself in for the next day. But um, it was a good vibe. I I wouldn't say it didn't didn't feel like it was like an opening crowd just because uh, you got, I think, all the reactions you would expect for the particular notes in the film. But I wouldn't say like you had like a huge hype that was going around um, throughout the theater. It might have just been by chance because... When you think about especially this opening there were so many showings of it and then more added on top that you can't imagine everyone's going to be a diehard fan throughout so uh i know for myself uh i i don't know if i gave an audible scream at any point i think i tried to avoid it as much as i could but (laughs) a lot of internal screaming that's for sure and uh, i honestly i just want to know how many breaks did you take jake zero
3: zero
1: yes, that baby is the true triumph of the film yes ben.
0: now did i develop a headache towards the end of it because i was dehydrated you are goddamn right <laughs> um but yeah so i uh i had an unbelievable theater experience like truly one of the best theater experiences i've ever had in my whole life i saw it at the magic johnson theater in harlem which is a great theater to see movies at and when you say there wasn't reactions, I, I can't emphasize how many reactions there were in this movie. Every <laughs> time even a vaguely recognizable person from a past movie came up, there was a full applause. Um, there was screaming, shouting. The moment that I had the biggest reaction by far was when Cap had Thor's hammer. Everyone went fucking bananas. Oh my god. It yeah. was so great. Um, there was just like ton of, you know, jeering, booing, audible sadness. Like, it was just... It, it it was why you go to the movies on opening night, I felt like. It felt so special to be with people that, across the board, Like I felt comfortable reacting to, in front of. And I felt comfortable, you know, I, I knew I wasn't the only one crying in the theater. I knew I wasn't the only one who experienced all these things. So it's like, we're here on a Thursday night at 7 o'clock. We definitely had to, like, buy these tickets the day they first were available, you know. So, yeah. that I don't know, that's a really special communal experience because, obviously as any person who wants to sound smart on the internet will tell you, we're having fewer and fewer communal experiences as a society. And so to have that (laughs) was one was great. Um, It was entirely a movie that was made for that group too. Yes.
1: Mm -hmm. Like so unapologetically made for that in ways that probably frustrated the general public. 100%.
0: Yeah, I think it probably did frustrate the general public, but I also think – I think it also – I think you're also probably not giving the general public enough credit in that. I think obviously there are a lot of people with Infinity War who are like, I didn't understand any of it because I haven't seen the other Mm -hmm. movies. But I think a lot of it also was like, I think if you're someone who has only seen like a handful of the other ones and you just like sit back and are willing to just accept what's going on, like it's not crazy. Like it's not like. No, no. It's not like if you tried to watch Game of Thrones last night and never watched the show before. this
1: one. I think this one, like, just gave so many rewards to the yes, people who have, like, invested that much. Not to say that it was not appreciated by everyone, but more yeah. so that it was that movie that decided— I mean, it spent so long, like, in the film basically being a look-back clip show. I mean, you and I, who are big fans of, like, sitcoms, like, I had joked to everyone I talked to about it. I was like, it'd be funny if they just sat there and said, like, hey, remember the time we did this? And they basically did that.
0: Yeah, it was, that That sequence was great. It just, I, I felt so good about, um, the way I described this to my older brother, who's very skeptical of the Marvel movies, was that it was simultaneously a movie that was, quote-unquote, for the fans, mm-hmm. but was not just fan service, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. all the things for the fans, generally felt earned like I wasn't like okay they're just doing this because they want me to you know uh to to be like oh I remember that guy you know they were doing it because uh they earned it and I'm vamping because AC lost his connection and it needs to come yes, back yes
3: exactly
0: um, well, no, no,
1: exactly your point like it was everything felt earned yeah this this film in its entirety uh felt earned and I think that's why it would requ- like I would be to watch it again if and I have watched it again um just for the sake of experiencing it in different ways because the first time i experienced it i think it was really almost just like a cathartic experience of Mm -hmm. knowing everything i've gone through to this point not just in watching them but in following it through the pods now through twitter through all of it through all our discussions in the group chat and just kind of like sitting there and kind of just getting the whole payoff of it but now kind of looking back uh i'll just i'll be able to watch it for what it is i think especially uh it was the case for this and infinity war such a large scale for a film i don't think especially if you're such a huge fan you can experience it just one time
0: yeah i definitely need to see it again um i'm looking forward. i'm probably gonna try to see it in theaters again just because that was such a great experience and also mm-hmm. because i get frustrated by bootleg so easily um ac uh i'm just gonna start with you with the first category just so i want to jump into these because because obviously they're gonna we're gonna have tangents and what have you uh let me just ask: of a movie that was so expansive and big, what was your favorite scene of it?
2: Man, you know that's funny. There's like, <laughs> there's a lot of them that you can choose from. I think for me, it's gonna have to be, whew. yeah, it's the Avengers okay, so, Assemble. It's a, yeah, it, yeah, it's Avengers Assemble because it's like it's the culmination of everything. It's the and I I would say even further like from Cap. Iron Man and Thor going up against Thanos into Avengers Assemble, Mm -hmm. like that whole scene was, it felt like, okay, this is it. This is, you know, we're going to see what happens and how this all plays out. And I think there are so many, so many good moments uh, with all the heroes coming, but not only coming back, but you see that everybody forming and then you see all the little, the, all the little team ups, which is kind of the best part of what the the MCU has been about, is all those little team ups that we've enjoyed throughout the years. And I know some people went a little bit uh, were, were saying that the the whole Captain Marvel and the rest of the the women in the in the MCU uh, teaming up was a little forced, but no, I thought it was cool. I thought I thought all of it was cool, and I thought it was a uh, very poignant to see Cap by himself getting beaten up by Thanos, and then have all the Ar- all the army show up and it being, like, a huge deal, and then, of course, that everybody c- comes back. It was just a really cool moment, and that's the loudest cheer uh, that was in uh, my theater for that one, so I'll definitely go with Avengers Assemble.
0: Yeah, I just want to say that a great point that I heard uh, the Ringer Sean Fantasy make on his pod that they did about it was that it reminded him of, I forget exactly the term it's used, but, like, the centerfold page of splash a comic. Splash page. It's a splash page, I listened yeah. to the same pod, yeah. Yeah, that, like, it's it was the ultimate splash page cuz you just see every single character that they basically ever had just It was
1: like the intro to Ultron where they had that slow-mo together
0: times like Infinity. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely my favorite scene too, by the way. I'm just it, it, I it just was it really was like Oh, this is this is what they're building towards. Okay, yeah. Yep. You, you did it. <laughs> right. Great.
1: Um for me it's I think we're all going to say the same thing, basically. Yeah. So I think it's probably best for us to just pick out particular yeah. parts about it that we enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, AC talked about all the parts that I loved about it, for sure. Uh, one thing I have to shout out is Thanos is such a fucking badass. Yes. Like, Thanos, he's he isn't the strongest. It appears that Captain Marvel is stronger. But just in the many different ways that he outfights everyone... And how narrowly focused he is that, like, he just can't be stopped is so impressive. And it's such an interesting look at him throughout it because, I mean, we skipped all the way to the end. But when we first come to him, he is rested. He is basically at the end of his own days. He's living out the rest of his days in what he like, what is his paradise? And he and he has his head chopped off like that was probably what the first shocking moment you would say of the film.
0: Yeah, I I I, like, I, I loved it. It's funny because I the theater kind of cheered a little bit and then immediately like went silent. Like, oh yeah, wait, no, that's bad. Now like that's can't. bad, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: And then well, but the thing about that scene uh, that uh, was really telling for me was the part where he turns to Nebula and he's like right before he gets killed, it seems like he's about to have this, like, you know, the end of their life father moment where they look back at their life with regrets like I should have treated you better. Like he just seemed like a different Thanos at that point. Someone who yeah. truly believed in himself, like to his very last breath, believed what he was doing was right was going out as a hero, and he was having his like final hero moment as he was going to die to these villains, these Avengers. <laughs> so, um, so there was like that Thanos. And then we see this young brash Thanos who essentially gets his cheat code to his Infinity Gauntlet right away when he, basically he's Biff from Bats to the Future. He gets his almanac in Nebula mm-hmm. and gets to just show up in the future to collect his rewards. But just seeing him out there and seeing, like, vindictive Thanos, the one who's going to enjoy taking down your planet, like, seriously badass. And I just had to shout it out because I'm sure we're going to talk about the heroes so, so much. But Thanos yeah. was a boss. in this. You know,
2: Jerome, that was a great point that you just made. Because Anit uh, uh, San talked about it the other day uh, where... We knew in, in Infinity War, some people were confused at the Thanos that we got because it wasn't the one from the books, but that one seems to have gone through the experiences and everything. You go back to 2014 Thanos, and he's just bloodthirsty. The way that he shows up with Nebula and Gamora, with the hmm. sword all bloody, his whole armor's all bloody and stuff. Dude was just a, Dude was just a different dude, and his arrogance at the end was great. Where he's okay. just, I'm gonna enjoy this so much. That okay. was that was one of my favorite
1: lines. And was uh, taking it, everyone's it, best hits. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, he was a great, man.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, he took on Captain Marvel. I know you said earlier that Captain Marvel's stronger mm-hmm. than him. I- is she? Because uh, he, I you know, what? I'd argue that just because, like,
1: in in that moment, I mean, when he does the headbutt like and she blocks enough.
0: it. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, I I did like that. It wasn't as simple as her just coming in. And, you know, wrecking stuff. One thing I want to get to, um, because I think we're done basically talking about that scene, that Mm -hmm. I thought I had... One of the first notes I wrote down was that it is truly an unbelievable achievement and flex at the same time that Marvel's big culmination movie probably the main plot point like the main thing that like creates conflict in the movie hinges on a second tier character in a separate like franchise installment of the mcu the fact that like nebula is probably like the most important character in terms of like making the climax happen is such a flex because she is so like if you tell me in guardians one like yeah this character is going to be essential to the plot of avengers endgame i'm like oh that's gonna suck and it didn't it was great
1: But not in a way that they were trying to be too clever.
0: In a way No, that no, like no, fit it worked. Work. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like
1: That's what's so impressive. No, no, I, I'm with you on it. Um, it's, yeah, Nebula has, a, like, basically, Nebula hasn't had any presence throughout the whole series up until this point. Like, she's just kind of been this one-note character. And then even from the very first scene with Tony Stark, like, that was actually a really great scene just between the two of them.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, when they're going back and forth and she's like still struggling to find her humanity because like I think what we don't realize is she only kind of turns good in a short amount of time yeah. and she's still figuring that out and to have it go all the way back already to like her original self and seeing that go back and forth it was it was crazy that they would focus on it but it worked so perfectly.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, this is a category I just thought of because uh, it was one of the things that was most crazy about this movie to me. Who was the person that surprised you most that they were able to get back uh, to do a bit in the movie? Jerome, you can go first because I see AC is typing in the chat. <sighs> get back, okay? Can you can you actually break that down a little bit? Like, because like, obviously they had like, made a cameo.
1: Yeah, a person who made a cameo where it's like, oh, Natalie Portman.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that's probably Done. that's first ballot. Yeah, uh, what about for Robert Redford? For yeah, me. Robert Redford was up there too for me.
1: That was impressive. Yeah, actually, you know what? Robert Refford, if only – like, I'll give you guys that one just because, like, he has, like, a full scene <laughs> in talking through it. Um, but, yeah, Natalie Portman just, like – it felt like such classical like, collect that check. And it was – and, it, like, I respect it so much.
0: I actually don't even know if it was that. I think it probably was that uh, – it was probably super easy. Like, I, I, I actually wouldn't even be surprised if they were able to, like, not even have to fly her out to Atlanta to do it. That they would also not right, right. do it, like, on a second unit. No, because she didn't have any lines. So, no. Like, something I pointed because out. Uh, she says something. Was that taken from, like, Thor Dark World? Yeah, I think so. I'm a, yeah, I think okay. that maybe. And if, if not, she has one line. But, like, I, I was talking to the person I saw it with, and I'm like, they had William Hurt, uh, the Lisa William Hurt. Tomei, and Natalie Portman, all three Oscar winners. Yeah, but all three Oscar winners who have right. zero lines in the movie. Like, they just have, like, they just brought people who are extremely accomplished actors just to stand there. And, like, that is. That's really unbelievable. I'm so glad they did that. It just made me so happy. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so I know now that um, I just want to get this because I'm not 100 sure when Nitz is joining, so I need to get this out of the way before she's here. Sure. <laughs> uh, so and AC's quickly testing something, so we can talk about it. and He'll come back in. We can talk about more for sure. You you know what my favorite part of the movie was? Who you know? I think we both know. And I it, it, you should know it because I can't say it in front of Nitz. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's the moment when the man the myth the legend
4: Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Korg. I'm kind of like the leader in here.
0: Korg yes, he, is alive, yes, he does. baby.
1: Yes, he is. In the Hawaii I, I can hear that clap in the background. Yes. You need to like really amp that
0: up just so everyone can come. hear it. I'm gonna add some more that. claps, just uh Yeah, whole exactly. Just applause. like
1: a whole uproarious applause. I mean to the fact that we get the full surprise of Fat Thor and I still flip out. The moment that Korg shows up, and of all the timing for that, for, I mean, we're looking at the chat right now, mm-hmm. someone's able to join at this very yeah, moment. so we probably
0: should wrap this section up. Yes, but, oh my god,
1: it was such a beautiful moment, hilarious scene, mm-hmm. Um, just, it's a credit to how complex the Thor character is, and also how great his world that mm-hmm. he lives in
0: is, too. Yeah, because I think the thing that's, like, the, the movies themselves, the individual movies, for with a couple exceptions, feels like are so lived in, like filled out at this point. Especially the Thor mm-hmm. world, and especially now that they got rid of the Warriors Three, which were like people who existed, but I don't really care for. But there's so many. There are like the fact that each movie has like a handful of other characters that you just know and care about, and the fact that this movie was even able to bring those people into the fold. Because like Avengers and Avengers: Ultron, it just took like the highlight, the the main characters of each movie. But this was right. like no, every single character from each movie is yeah. in this movie. Um, yes. Oh, my God. No,
1: when Korg shows
0: up, it was great.
1: I uh, Sorry, I gave you the awkward pause there. I wanted you to just, like, be able to
0: drop it yourself just because it was yeah, such no, a big moment. no, it's great. It was just... It was oh, like, dude. He's he's made of rocks. Yeah. And you won't be intimidated and this, you'll meet scissors, and little scissors. He's a victim of cyberbullying. Yeah, that's it. He gives, he gives the headset to just... Korg. I mean, he gives the headset to Thor so he can yell at him. Oh, but, my God. <laughs> when
1: the fact that he's, like... Ah, uh, you can use the Wi-Fi, no password. Just every bit of it, just perfect delivery. AC, you back? AC, I'm you back. back.
0: Okay, great. We just we were we were just vamping flip because I didn't want to start another category which is the two of us. We had a little Korg section just because it's before Nitz gets here, so I wanted to make sure that we got that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: Shout
0: to Korg. Sh- Yeah, we're talking about the, how he has to give the headset to Thor to yell at the guy because he's too yeah. nice. He can't yell a at do- him. It
2: was it Noob Master sixty nine? Yeah, that was great.
0: <laughs> um, so, moving along with, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think what category to do next. How about, uh, let's say, um, let's go with favorite line, just because, uh, I think that that's a, you know, I don't know, honestly, I didn't write these down in order, because there's only a handful of them, so, what, what was your right. favorite line, AC? Hmm. Uh,
2: you know what? It It's gonna go back to the same thing, seeing Avengers Assemble, because I've been waiting for a Cap to say that for a minute like i would be so upset
1: with you ac if you said any other line because out of everyone on this pod like that is the one like you are the person Mm -hmm. who has been living for that to be said on screen in the perfect moment Mm -hmm. so if you didn't say that
2: the crazy part is it reminds me of um age of ultron at the very end of it where he says avengers and and they cut it off and i'm like yo come on what are we doing (laughs) <laughs> and i'm glad they saved it for i was glad i was very glad that they saved it for this moment by far that one is it also thought um uh when when cap defeated other cap in
1: 2012 mm-hmm. when he said oh yeah that's america's ass that's a great line um yeah. Yeah. Sh- okay. a shout out to like chris evans in general for appearing to have like for a person who more or less like wanted out not because he despised the series but i think just understandably was exhausted by it like had probably the most fun or one of the most fun outside of say like thor of uh like within this film Mm -hmm. just from swearing to those moments over there the cheekiness uh i don't think this is going to be anyone's line so i'm just going to throw it out there that he drops the hail hydra Mm
0: -hmm. that was so dope that was a great moment
1: it's so perfect to the scene to like like teasing you to the fight and not having it happen but also I mean I don't know if we're going to talk about how the time travel stuff works we might if we get it. to
0: it I have I've thought about it a lot we might save at least we might save a whole deep discussion for the next time we talk sure. because we have a hard out today but yeah I have I've given okay, it so a lot a lot of thought and I think I've made sense of it but that's the thing you say right before you start talking about it and then you realize you haven't so
1: right but <laughs> once one, one small thing I'll say about that that makes it so cool about that Hill Hydra line. Mm-hmm. It in that timeline now, it makes it look like it's canon that he was a secret Hydra agent this whole time. Okay, when he I, really I, I
0: have to get into the time travel stuff. No, it doesn't because he in that canon he uh, puts the Infinity Stones back to exactly where they were, so he never ends up going into that elevator. Too. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's a good point. Too. Anyway, um, anyway,
1: I, 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 okay. So I hate to step thing. on you,
0: but that was the, that crux that's no, no, the no, no, time right, right, travel to the right, right. time traveling. Clear
1: that up. That's a good point. Um, okay, so anyway, my. Ah, uh, Avengers Assemble, of course. Fantastic line. Um, you have mentioned that you are avoiding as much as possible pirated copies. Uh,
0: AC and I have may may or may not. I don't know. I'm not judging. I mean, I've watched so much pirated shit. No, 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 no. no, no. I just don't want to watch thing. a bootleg where you hear people oh, shouting and stuff I'll in a Exactly. No, 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 no.
1: I think we're all on the same page about it. But just the fact, every time I've seen that, I get chills. That mm-hmm. line, like every time. Um, but. On top of that, just before that, one of my favorite lines is "On your left." Oh it was such, yeah, yeah. It was
0: such a
1: great. I got chills because, when that
0: happened, uh, and then dude. the theater, the theater had like a slow build-up clap, like yeah. oh, like holy
1: shit. <laughs> I think I actually went holy shit. I, I might have said yeah. it out loud. I way. definitely.
0: Me and my friend grabbed each other's arms. It was, it was, it right. was great. Um, right. Nice. My favorite line. This is actually not my favorite line, but I'm just surprised not you said it. I mean, I am Iron Man is unbelievable That's... that is one of the greatest flexes of all time because especially the i am inevitable and then i am iron man snap oh my god that was wonderful yeah. but my my, my favorite like that was probably like the best line in my that was the line that gave me the most chills mm. but the line i laughed at a lot and i just i've been thinking about a lot since is i don't have it exactly in front of me but the one where ant man uh after he goes and changes all the ages and stuff he said uh I think baby me peed my pants no or oh, old man That me. is a classic <laughs> Jake line. maybe just regular me.
1: All like
2: very underrated in this
0: film. I, I actually don't think he's underrated. I've heard a lot of because he really the thing he the re, thing he's so good about is because he's even though he's been in films before he's not really he doesn't really know the Avengers at all and so he kind of yeah. serves as like a it's a, a little person better. who could ask questions. Yeah,
2: he gives them. He gave them the hope to try this.
0: Yeah. Um. Yes. Anyway. Uh, I'm gonna wait for Nitz to get on before we start doing Nitz picks. Um. <laughs> so. <laughs> I just want to have oh, a little... Jake,
2: we need to hear about your uncomfortable uh, thing that you wanted to get into.
0: Oh, oh, did I have an uncomfortable thing I need to get into?
2: Now, um, remember, you said that you were going to talk about something that she couldn't be on because
0: you were – Oh, no, that was stole. Cork. That was
1: Cork.
5: Yeah,
0: that, oh, was, cork. that was Cork. Oh, that yeah. Cork. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I have a question that is just – I have notes, uh, some notes, and this is just such an inane question that I want to get out because, once again, this is Nitz will just get angry at me about this because it's so not important. But, you know, Joe Russo has a cameo in the beginning of the movie in in that uh, therapy scene. I want to know, is it canon that that's the same character who is in his – does his first cameo in The Winter Soldier where he plays one of the doctors operating on Nick Fury? I say yes because that doctor would probably know Captain America just a little bit and would get into his therapy group. I'm saying it's canon that they're the same character. Just put it out there. Um, yeah, so... Uh, uh, also, I have written down Professor Hulk Loki Thick that also she'd probably get mad at me for saying. Um,
1: <laughs> Do we want to wait for Nits to talk Professor Hulk?
0: No, let's just t- let's talk Professor Hulk and... Uh, okay. Um,
1: yeah. What does everyone think about Professor Hulk? I want you guys to go first, because I might have a controversy. Okay, take. AC, since you're the one who actually, like, basically have been calling for it this whole time, I'd like yeah. to hear your take.
2: Okay, so... The the good side of it, Mark Ruffalo, again, was just fantastic. He just, whatever he touches turns to gold. He's fantastic performing in the role. I thought that aspect of the of the the, the brains, it, it's so ironic, right? Because if you think about Infinity War and how that started with Hulk trying to use his brawn to, to fight Thanos and getting his ass whooped. Mm-hmm. And then this movie, he's actually the Hulk, but for the most part, he's using his brains throughout... The the film, not only to talk to the Ancient One about uh, reconstructing the timeline with the time stone, and then also the stuff that he's been doing with the time machine, and of course, uh, wielding the gauntlet. would.
0: AC, there. Start. I don't feel so good. I think we lost him. AC, you
1: went cut out. Oh, and he's typing to us. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> he might have gotten snapped away just now. Oh, no. Can you, do, can you? Is there, like, a sound effect you could add in that very moment? Just uh, like...
0: Uh, no, I'm probably just going to add the Mr. Struck. I don't feel so good. Um, right. uh, oh, okay. He doesn't know what he, happened. Hold on. So, Jerome, what do you think about Professor Hulk? I'm a little mixed on him. Yep, I, <laughs> I, I'm glad I'm not the only one.
1: I, I like, And you and I love the Hulk and love, love Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. I don't
0: know. It, it felt... Like it made sense. Could I say what? Like, I, I've I, thinking about go, the way you, I would go put it, it. The way I would put it is that I there was nothing that was on screen that I did not like. I just felt that profess that may, combining Bruce Banner and the Hulk took away a lot of what I like about the Hulk, I like what yes. I like about the character, because the tension yes. that that the character has was not there. Uh huh. And obviously, like I said, like the bits were funny and stuff like that. But I felt like he was used. I didn't. I was not compelled by the character as much as i have been in the past. Which I think is fine for this movie because there's so many other characters to be compelled I know. by. But, like, I, I I just... It is disappointing to be, like, oh, the one the, the Hulk is such a... Like, the whole concept of the characters, is the duality of man. Like, you know, whether or not someone, if can, if you want, can control their worst impulses, yada, yada, yada. And the idea that, like, the character still exists after that problem is, like, solved is kind of, like, I don't know... I, I I'm I'm worried about how it'll be used going forward because I feel like it just then it just, now he's just a big guy who's smart.
1: It's a big guy who's smart. It's also it felt like a gag that kind of ran its course pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also this element of in Infinity War. I accepted the fact that he had a DNP rest, mm-hmm. thinking that he would have come back with a bang. Mm-hmm. But he basically resolves everything
0: off screen and mm-hmm. comes back kind of off the bench yeah i mean he does like he as, is the one, one who snaps original... everyone back which is like probably the most important thing in the movie but yes um
4: hello peasants
0: hi wow there. that's that is welcome. a better just entrance kidding. than thor and wakanda
4: peasants non-peasants i'm just kidding <laughs> welcome no, to the shit. ac's um, currently
0: working out some stuff with his microphone so it's just the three of us now Um uh, mm-hmm. okay now but okay, so in- the me- other the other side of it,
1: oh, yeah. uh, so it's just to catch you up yeah,
3: right in now, we're,
0: we're talking, talking Professor about Hulk.
1: Professor Hulk and our feelings about it. AC was oh. uh, pretty excited about uh, Professor Hulk before he kind of got uh, knocked off the call. Jake and I, not as crazy about Professor Hulk, to be perfectly honest.
4: How come? And,
0: well, because I'll say what I said to him. It, Go for it's it. It's nothing on the screen was bad. I liked everything I saw. Exactly. It's just I feel like that combining, like basically nullifying the Hulk's problem— took away a lot of the compelling stuff about the character for me if that makes sense.
4: Um sure, but we've had 11 years and I guess I mean technically 10, right, unless you count the <laughs> incredible hulk. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so we've had uh t- we've had so long to have that character, you know, That's grow true. and grow and we saw him in Ragnarok and he was just like he was already to me halfway there. He was still obnoxious, but he easily had mm-hmm. a lot more control over his temptations to just smash everything, and he was holding full conversations, which he was never doing before, so Mm -hmm. it felt like a natural step. I mean, I I did love
0: the scene where he had to pretend to smash the car because he wanted to seem like the real Hulk. That was a funny (laughs) game. (laughs) I think,
1: so that's exactly where I was at. AC, welcome back. Uh, Just to catch you up, um, Jake and I basically have put out our take that we're not as crazy about Professor Hulk, but not in the way that we dislike Professor Hulk. It's complicated. Um, Nits, to your point, it makes perfect sense where the character is right now. And I think it's just, and especially like I, in this film itself, when we see the original Avengers Hulk and the new added scene of Hulk having to go downstairs, I miss that guy. <laughs> like it was hilarious to me. But <laughs> that said, it makes perfect sense that the Hulk is where it is. I just, you know, I went for Jerome, Hulk.
2: You know, the funny thing I was going to interject and the last thing that I was going to say before Thanos snapped me off the <laughs> call um, the thing with the Professor Hulk that I had an issue with was I would have liked to see him get a rematch with Thanos and fight him one more time. That's
1: the thing. Um, like, it felt like it was entirely on the brain side. And I didn't yeah. see it. like the brawn. Ultimately, I mean, Jake said it himself is he's the only one who could do the snap. Right. Yeah, so
2: I liked do you feel like he got dumber, physical. though?
4: He got dumber for sure.
1: What? Sorry. In what sense?
4: You don't feel like he got dumber. It wasn't like they took Bruce Banner and the Hulk and put them together because obviously the is still there. Like you said, it he was the only one strong enough to snap and not die, mm. but it felt like he got dumber. Even the way that he was freaking out when He's they were sending goofy. Lang, right? He,
3: he was
1: just very didn't goofy. seem
4: as like Bruce Bannery, which I guess comes with the fact that all of a sudden he doesn't have this like constant anxiety
1: mm-hmm. about but turning that,
4: into the Hulk. But that's I don't what know. that's
1: what I kind of interpret it as. It's just more like when you quit that shitty job that you didn't like. <laughs> you're kind of like on top of the world in the kind of way it's like it's cool that like Jerome got all chill and everything but he's kind of like an idiot now dude. <laughs>
4: yeah he was like enjoying the attention he was doing dabs and shit like
1: Bruce yeah. Like, but, in fairness, that... Bruce is corny as hell too yeah, I, yeah.
0: that's true um, so it's but... like you
4: give a corny nerd some attention and they're just like out here
0: all right, yeah. Before we like. uh, move on, I want to have Nitz. I want to give Nitz the opportunity to answer all the categories we've gone through. First off, tell us about your theater experience. You were telling us about it in, re- in and in real time, but let the people know how <laughs> what the theater experience was like.
4: Okay, and I'll do these rapid fire so that we don't have to like sure. kill hella time. Um, theater experience. I saw it back to back with Julie Fair. Shout out to the legend. Um, we literally went. Yeah, we went at six thirty. We got out at like nine something. I had a I had a pitch I was working on for Redacted. Client, um, so I literally we popped into a Starbucks, did it hella quick, popped out, went to the midnight showing, super lit. So that being said, six thirty one was awesome. People were clapping, people were cheering. I was crying five minutes after the movie, and nobody laughed at me. Uh, <laughs> in fact, Julie took a bunch of extra napkins because she anticipated me crying, and like nobody said That's shit, It was just fantastic. Fantastic fun. Um, midnight. Everyone was quiet. Nobody really cheered. Nobody, n- nothing. Like, there was literally, like, no reaction to most of the most incredible scenes. And, like, you could tell that those people, like, it was midnight. Nobody is stupid like us and watching this shit back to back. So, like, it was 100% their <laughs> first time. So that was lame. And it made me realize, and also these guys behind us were talking literally the first five minutes into the movie until I turned around and scared them straight. I, like, have ne- I was so stern with these motherfuckers and they didn't talk the rest of the movie. So, salute i am i am the hero of that theater but that being said it made me realize that like theater experience is just so crazy like you don't even know what kind of crowd you're gonna get those are both opening nights and only one was like there for it but what you, wait i'm i'm sad give me like a quick one word description of what your guys' experiences were like because i
1: didn't all, 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 like, like right. so jake and AC had the six o'clock i had the midnight
0: i had seven excuse me Ooh, oh
4: okay. yeah you're right
0: sorry I thought, you were asking, I thought you were saying when I saw it. I'm like, no, I saw it at 7, baby. But it was lit. It was <laughs> you, awesome. You guys
1: had the 6 o'clock <laughs> nits so Yeah,
0: and I had more yeah. than midnight.
4: Literally, people were like, yo, when... Uh, okay, never mind, whatever. Yeah, it was All right. great. Okay. Favorite scene? <gasps> oh, my God. I there's
0: really I only one I answer, heard. but if you want to pick a smaller scene. No,
4: there's two answers. One, answer's... When, everyone, when everyone... Obviously, when Doctor Strange whizzes everyone yeah. in and everything that follows it yeah. was just fucking amazing, mm-hmm. but... Close second was Cap fighting Cap. Like, those oh. 20 okay. seconds were really great. good. That was like, just a, like... It was such a good... That says a uh, lot
1: because of what? what we know how Nitz
0: feels about Captain America. Yes! So here's the
4: thing. And I guess we'll get to my bitching later. Yeah, but, like, that's what, that was going
0: to be the next category. I was going to do Nitz oh, books next.
4: go, go. What's no, here? no, so I mean, we, after
0: we're done going through one? all your categories.
4: Oh, okay, amazing. So then it was, like, Cap was so fun in this movie, and I was super turned into a Cap fan until the last five <laughs> minutes when I was like, this bitch like, <laughs> i was so mad at that ending and i knew it was coming too oh, and yeah. i was like this motherfucker went back to get laid okay whatever <laughs> like fucking the world needs you whatever okay, i have a yes. question
1: great since you brought that up i have a question for jake
3: mm-hmm
1: yeah so yes does jake meet his eventual niece then in this timeline
0: <laughs> Uh, possibly. It's unclear. I read a whole That's theory like the, the about... Sharon I read a whole theory about point, how, then? um... I read a whole theory that, uh, basically... Um... Cap always went back in time and, uh, married Peggy. Because, That's the same one I heard. Yeah, it's a, Because... It, it basically is on the fact that, um... It's... Peggy mentions in, like, one of, like, a B-roll video at the Captain America exhibit that she met her husband during World War Two, mm-hmm. But then... Both when she's on her deathbed and in the office scene where you see in nineteen seventy, she has photos on her desk, none of any husband, but there's one of uh, Steve Rogers. So the theory is that her husband always was Steve Rogers and she was just like that she could never say because he was done being Captain America. That was that's the theory. Now, why her his eventual great niece made out with him, I'm not sure, but that's that's she the does one it hole. The theory. <laughs> it's the one she hole. She
1: makes out like, but... But, like he would meet her after the yeah he
0: would but he would yeah he would but i think he probably would just be like uh you know probably like wear a fake mustache or something i gotta but hold up but
4: on her deathbed she does say i'm just my only regret is that you didn't get to live yours she was like i've lived a beautiful life
0: yeah but at that that moment he hadn't though at that moment
1: he hadn't met her yet because the way time travel works is like that hasn't happened yet it happens. Okay, after, I can pass Happens. Yeah, after I,
0: also, I don't know if it, it doesn't like fully, 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 fully work. But I'm willing yep. to, you know, like that. That's that makes sense to me because there's enough... the fact I think, like I think the detail that there are no family photos on her desk in, uh, in 1970 when you see you see her desk, you see photos on her desk, and because they make a point yeah. of showing you that his photos on that desk, that makes me think that at least in that moment they intended that to be what it meant. Okay. Mm. Um. Anyway, I like the, yeah. Did
4: you guys get the? Did you read what Anthony sent from the Reddit thread in terms of, like, the time snapping back together or the timeline snapping back together?
0: I did not, but... uh...
4: Oh, okay, then never mind. No, It's like an alternate theory to that where in terms of, like, because when things were changed, the timelines separate out, or, like, when you take out Mm -hmm. an Infinity Stone, the timeline separates out as a branch, but then obviously when you put it back, it all snaps back into the one original timeline. So when Cap went back and he returned all of them, everything snapped back but he created his own branch that lived separately up until the very moment where he went back in the past and then it merged with the timeline so he was So he basically really- took
1: the scenic route back into the same Highly.
4: exactly like yeah. he could have come back and it would just snap right. back but instead he like lived his life out and then as soon as which also would make sense you got a yeah. bunch of like very hyper alert human beings that don't notice an old man coming onto the avengers compound
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? right so
4: like and all of a sudden it snaps back with like well, a that wasn't i thought that was at shield. tony's
1: house okay well also i just want to throw this out here mm-hmm. none of the time logic matters
0: to me because it made me feel like all the things <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I, 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 actually, I, I think, think it did base, better yeah. than a lot of time travel movies do. Like, I think that, right. like, the bit about how you need to return the stones to the exact same place, I think was a very satisfying way of, like, saying, like, there is no exactly butterfly effect in this it, movie. Yeah. It's going to go back yeah. to it. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And oh. there were also consequences to actually taking the Infinity Stones, because then we'd yeah. be like, okay, why don't people just right. go and take the Infinity mm-hmm. Stones? But then it's like, well, no. And the fact that it was in their timeline. So nobody can really go and know what had happened yeah. in those moments other than, like, them. And so the so, like, last the
0: category uh, the last category you missed was uh, favorite line. Yeah. Um, so what was your favorite, favorite line?
4: Favorite line? Shit. There were a lot. I mean, you know me. Were there 3,000
0: of them? Oh, stop <laughs> it! <laughs> this
1: asshole.
4: Jerome, Jerome texted me something. I can't even remember.
1: Oh, a I, you lot, want me to tell like, you? I'll. I'll, I'll yeah. talk. So basically, what we were talking yesterday was the Warriors-Rockets game, Mm -hmm. and I hadn't really been paying attention much to the Warriors, but it seemed like they had been struggling in the playoffs so far. So I asked Nitz in that game, like, what's going on here? What's up with the Warriors? And she said, they have 5,000 turnovers and they're still up. And I said, oh, I'd love (laughs) 3,000. And I was
4: like, it's too soon, man. Uh, dude, but, oh my God! So favorite sorry. line? No, it's okay. Julie really just texted me about something Endgame, which is hilarious because you know, in the moment, um, okay, favorite line. I think it's it's like there's so many good ones. Close second is Cap being like, "Yes, I know," because it was just like such a, yeah, it was I could such do a this good all like, day. yeah, like <laughs> Cap has changed so much from that obnoxious character that was like, oh, I could like that super optimism which he still had, which you know is mm-hmm. a fault of his, but whatever. Um, the I. I am Iron Man to Says is. Is, I am inevitable. That was just like, and the fact that uh, someone on Twitter pointed out it was the last line that he said in the first Iron Man as well when he mm-hmm. had revealed himself.
3: I am Iron Man.
4: <laughs> yep. And that, like, bringing it full circle fucking kills me. And it was also the last line that he said alive in the universe because he didn't actually speak afterwards um, right. when everyone was coming to, like, put him to rest. So... That's fucked
1: up. Also, but. that, like, Tony leaves being a smart ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, get, like one upping someone in, like, a word battle. Perfect.
4: Yeah. oh Tony.
0: Um, okay. Uh-oh. So, well, actually, was, before I mean, we, we get to. I this
2: was how it's
1: going
0: to end. Yeah, before we get to Nits' picks, let's first. um... Let's just do a uh, quick mo- immemorium. Not quick, <laughs> but immemorium for the characters we lost. Let's start with Tony. Nits, I'll clear the floor for you. Say whatever you need to <laughs> Sorry, say. Sorry, I was.
4: I was muting my Twitter. Hold on, let me mute all my notifications so I could do this properly, Okay. say what I need to say about Tony. Yeah, because I, um, I know you have some
0: things to say and I'm, I'm, I'm going to mute and just, just say what you need to say.
4: Wow, this is so dramatic, but I love it. Um, I mean, Dragonfly Jones pointed it out. He had a whole thread about the fact that, imagine doing the pitch meeting for this universe, be like, we're going to create 22 movies yeah. over 11 years. And the guy that's going to be starring it is the guy, like, the guy that's really driving all of this shit is the guy that's been in and out of rehab, can't stay out of jail, doesn't actually have any of these blockbuster films behind his name. That That's the guy that's going to just, like, drive this whole thing home. Playing a second-rate I mean, character at that point. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I think my favorite RDJ thing and one of the only other RDJ things that I can actually say that I've really, really watched is uh, Charlie Bartlett. He's incredible. He's an incredible actor. But the dude was a troubled actor at the time and being like, he's going to lead a superhero franchise for the next 11 years is like just a crazy gamble. Looking back on it now and the fact that he was perfect for the role, Tony had led this entire thing. You really, like, nothing, everything was off of Tony, right? And if a movie didn't have the same appeal as something else, they brought Tony in for a cameo. They made us fall in love with Spider-Man a little bit more, because of the chemistry he had with Tony. Like, this was, to me, he was the universe. So the fact that the end of this era of the universe as we know it, and I know that Spider-Man is technically the end, but there was no end credit scene. So that, to me, is it. So um, I feel like him dying, as sad as it was, made the most sense. And also the fact that his death wasn't... And I was talking to AC about this, because, like, the deaths felt, like... I don't know, some of them fell a little flat maybe, but they didn't because the meaning behind all of the deaths and especially mm-hmm. Tony's,
2: mm-hmm. he
4: like he was the end game all along. Right. All and that just like fucking that like hurts my soul, but I think that it's the perfect and the only way that I would be okay with this character going. Um, the Morgan shit made me really fucking sad. I was like, even second time second viewing i was crying my fucking eyes out and like i have to wear glasses so it was fogging up the entire experience (laughs)
0: it's a lot um, of tears man a
4: lot of tears
0: the thing that is always sad whenever a character with a child dies in a movie or something is for some reason it's always sadder to me when the kid is too young to understand what's going on it's always so much sadder to me um and i I think everything i saw on twitter which i think is interesting is the idea that when Doctor Strange in Infinity War says, and this is not verbatim, but that that he wouldn't, that if he had a choice between trading Tony's life or the stone, he would trade Tony without, without thinking about it. And like, not in a malicious way, but technically speaking, that's exactly what he did. You know what I mean? That he, he did. He knew yeah. that Tony would have to sacrifice himself in order to uh, save the world, and uh, he let it happen. And I think Tony was would probably, be, if he could speak in heaven, he would say uh, that he was glad he did.
2: Yeah, and then, you know another thing—the the callbacks to all of the films were just so tremendous. And to talk about the fan service, like when uh, when Happy Hogan tells Morgan, "Yeah, uh, oh, what you call it about? Do you want a cheeseburger?" And it brings us back to when Tony came back from from
0: uh, generic you know, being, uh, Arab yeah. country.
2: Right? <laughs> he comes oh, back. Oh, I come, missed comes that. Comes back there. Yeah, and then he wants, a che- he wants a cheeseburger, which it goes deeper because um, the reason why Robert Downey Jr. got off of uh, drugs and got himself into rehab was while he was strung out, he had a, he had a Whopper and it tasted horrible. And, it, and, and to him, it made him realize that what am I doing with my life?
4: Tired of having it their way? Have it your way at Burger King. Stop, I'm and gonna that's... start crying again. Fuck you, man. <laughs> it's okay. true, I really Okay,
0: so, so let's move on to saying that you're not gonna cry about. So Scarlet Witch dies in the, in the uh, yeah, I no, no, not Scarlet Witch. Black Widow, excuse me, Jesus. But uh, I, I think Scarlet the fact that there's a character named Scarlet Witch that's not played by Scarlett Johansson is very, very frustrating. Uh, Black <laughs> Widow dies in this movie. Um, so I feel really bad saying this, but like we were all rooting for Hawkeye to die there, right? Yeah, um I think
4: so. no AC? No, and it, it, yeah, I
2: think most people. I think most people were. See, me, I didn't. Me, I didn't have a problem. And I think.
0: I mean, I didn't um, care that much about Black Widow, but yeah. like, I like her slightly more than Hawkeye. So.
1: Yeah, but, but which? But one that's hits that's you why harder. you killed
0: Black Widow, then. Yeah. Yeah, so I, don't know, I know, I know, like, I know, I know. That's why you do it narratively. Let me say what I was doing right, Like, yeah. oh yeah.
4: No, no, for the fans. I'm talking for the fans specifically because we imagine if the two deaths coming out of this film were Tony. And Hawkeye. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right, you're
0: right, you're right. <laughs>
4: True. Right? We'd be like, who gives a fuck? But like, it's <laughs> Tony and someone that maybe we don't care as much about. Obviously, as some of the other characters that would have hit harder, but like,
3: right, was
4: right. a fairly meaningless character you could get rid of that we still had fallen in love with over the years.
0: Yeah, I also think that it's it's not an. I don't think it's an accident that because I think they obviously wanted a surprise death because I think everyone knew that. Uh, Tony Stark and Captain America will be going away in some way, shape, or form. But I think that they like the fact that they picked because there's characters who are like you know equally as important, but like are not as played by as famous people or are not like as you know just integral to the team or whatever. But like I was genuinely shocked. I was like, oh, I just assume Scarlett Johansson would be in these movies forever. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and so the fact that they got rid of her was really uh that. And honestly, that scene was really great because it's like there's something really poetic about. Two people mm-hmm. basically each trying to kill themselves and then trying to stop the other person from killing themselves. Like, it's, a, it's such a bizarre but, like, tragic scene to watch.
4: It was also so one of I... the first scenes that we oh. had with them, right? Yeah. It was in Avengers. Mm-hmm. It was like everything was going back. Like, some of the interactions were literally mirroring the first interactions that we saw different characters have together. It just fucking sucked. To my heart. Okay, sorry, so, so
2: go ahead. So, Nits- so Nitsan, I thought it was interesting, and the rest of you guys, I thought it was interesting, because I was reading the New York Times article that I sent you guys earlier. Um, so they get into why does Natasha have to die. So basically, they say, Tony gets a funeral, Natasha doesn't. That's partly because Tony's this massive public figure, and she's been a cypher the whole time. It wasn't necessarily honest to ge- to the character to give her a funeral. The biggest question about it is what Thor raises there on the dock. We have the Infinity Stones. Why don't we just bring her back? But that's the everlasting exchange. You bring her back, you lose the stone.
1: So, mm-hmm. Also, um, Hulk says he was trying to do it and he just couldn't.
2: Yeah, he just couldn't.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like because the Soul Stone
4: is yeah. the one where you
2: got to make a sacrifice for. So. Right. Um,
4: yeah, and he does mention that it's... Uh, sorry, there's a car being... No problem. Like, I get it, man. You have a small dick. You don't have to do that. So um, <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> they did mention, sorry, I'm having a day. <laughs> they did mention uh, that it's eternal. So even if Cap returns a stone, it's not like you get the soul back when you return the soul yeah. stone. Like, that that death is done.
1: That's true. How did he return the soul stone?
4: Like, when of all the stones to, to return. I guess? Oh, so
2: they, talk, so they talked about that, too, in the article. And basically, you could come up with any imagination of what it is. But you can see that also means
1: Cap sees Red Skull again, which is kind of funny.
2: Yeah, that is kind of fun. That is kind of funny. You could just see Steve Rogers just toss it over over the uh the edge of the cliff. Okay. Back to wherever it it uh, came from. Cool. So there's that. All right.
0: So now finally, this is I think it'd be a little contentious. Captain America did not necessarily die in this movie, but he's <laughs> like he's no longer part of the team. And uh, now, AC, do you want me to do the pro what happened first, or it needs to take the anti what happened? Because we will have a point counterpoint. Mm. Let's do anti
2: first. Yeah, let's do let's do uh anti up. Uh, are we talking about what we about we, the fact about that Captain
0: America was able to have like a sunset? He didn't die. He was given a, a chance to live out his life.
2: See, I okay. I'll say this. I get what they were trying to do there because. They, they always felt, and this is another thing in that article, they always felt that Steve had to get his dance. Steve had to get his dance in that poignant line at the end of Captain America, the first Avenger. He had to get that dance. Okay. At some, I actually, okay, think I actually have a much, so, I have a how different... How
0: do you feel? I want because nits I know actually had, it was, had uh, some issues with it.
4: Yeah, I just yeah, go thought... Ahead. I mean, here's the thing. I think it made perfect sense. We knew one of them was going to die, one of them was going to sunset. Killing both Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, So I like the fact that, you know, again, they killed Tony with that epic, like, he literally snapped away Thanos, which is just incredible. And, like, Mm -hmm. Thanos was the thing that has been bugging him this entire fucking, like, he was the most
0: For the record, I just want to say that, because I didn't say it earlier, when Thanos started to disappear, I did throw up the double birds at the screen. Anyway, continue. (laughs) I really did. Um,
1: Also, uh, just because you mentioned it, Nitz, uh, another great line is when uh, Pepper says, now you can rest. yes
4: because she said like will you be able to rest and i knew that and i was like if tony didn't do this whole thing if tony didn't go and like help them create the time machine blah 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 like he would not have lived his life either he would not have been able to chill knowing tony and we saw him during the entire time in existence like that guy unravels when he gets this kind of like bug in his head Mm -hmm. um anyways so that being said with captain america we knew he was gonna sunset after that so that's great I just felt like it was so lame. I like I don't even know what about it. it just made me feel like I just I hated it so much and I don't have a really good reason for why. Like it made sense. He deserves to go back to Peggy. We called that happening blah blah blah, but I think like it was a weirdly selfish thing for Captain America to do. Ooh. I don't know if that makes sense. I No, just, it does. The world still I- needed him and he went like he they just lost tony and now yeah. he's like you're gonna lose me too and i get why it happened i'm happy for him that he got to live out his life and whatever and maybe like it's me being selfish that i would have no. liked if captain america stuck around but it just
0: All right. felt odd can i give a counterpoint i think that you're i think you're right actually i think that like yeah. the thing of being selfish i think that that is true in some ways but i also don't think that that's necessarily like you know i think that that's like it can be both he could be both selfish and it could be like an uh, okay story choice. But I think that um, the reason I liked it is because every character's central problem, I think it's simple, when they're done, needs to be solved. And Captain America's central issue, like obviously he had a lot of stuff with like order and like, you know, country, all these things. But really his problem in these movies was that he was a man out of time. That he was not where he belonged. He did belonged. And that yeah. I think what he realized was that I think one the think the reason he was willing to do it is because he saw how many people were there defending the earth and he's like, fine i I I don't belong here this is not where I am. I've done so much um and my life i I, I, I was frozen seventy years ago I, I was more than willing to fight for this world in this time, but this is not where I belong I there's a place I need to be and now that I realize I can go back to it like I don't know. I, 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 obviously, yes, he could definitely help. I
4: agree help. with all of that.
0: That's the thing. Is that, yeah, is I'm with events. you. Okay, but I just I have a question about
1: it. all this.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. like
1: I understand the whole idea about returning... Well, actually, I don't understand the whole idea about returning all the gems and restoring the timeline. Sure. But the thing is, for each of these characters, they returned to their current time. They didn't stay there. But when they were in their past time, they both existed. So... so-
4: what like thing, he didn't exist though. So if you yeah, look he was at in it, ice
1: the whole time. He didn't
4: exist for seventy years.
1: Yeah, the, the but he's just frozen he just, in that moment when yeah. he fly, goes back, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah,
4: no. In the past, in his, we're assuming that in his past, he's frozen, mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. living non-frozen concurrently. Yeah. And then okay. according, I, I don't know. The theory that I'm choosing to believe is that timeline snaps back. Yeah. As soon as he gets old enough to that moment.
0: I'm willing to accept the idea of the logic of it works because it works. Like I don't. They explain it enough. Where like I'm not uh, okay for time for time travel. For me to work to work in a movie for me is if I am if I am following it as as, during the movie's runtime, it's good enough because like no time travel movie really stands up to the scrutiny afterwards. Like even Back to the Future was like the masterclass of it has problems. So like uh, yeah, like I think well we can go into it more next week, but sure. um,
1: That's a next week (laughs) thing. Well, no, just like just from the selfish standpoint, that's the only thing. That's the reason I bring it up. Because, like, is it selfish if he is aware that he, like, his other self will still do everything?
2: True. I think I think the interesting thing about if you look at both Tony and Steve, and the way that their arcs both started, Tony was viewed as the selfish one, and Steve was viewed as the one who would sacrifice everything. Just like that conversation that they had. One who jump on the grenade. Yeah, that. They had that conversation in the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And now that we come full circle, Tony is like full on, I will do whatever it takes to sacrifice. Uh, but he even for... did it in the
1: Avengers too. He's the one who yeah, cares the there. promise, yeah. right? He's been but, doing it the whole time. And right, this right. is the final time where it was the end game it i think was the that, one that, I think like, though did, that like really the sacrifice
0: i feel like captain america in a lot of ways has had not like not the way that this phrase is usually used but it's almost had like a death wish for a lot of these movies Where like not so much a death wish that he had like very clearly nothing to live for and i think that when he saw what tony had i think he's like you know what i don't have to live with nothing to live for i can get I, there's a, there's a place where i have something to live for and i want to go there i think that that's what he felt because clearly mm-hmm. he was moved by the way that Tony... Because he said, I, I wanted to get what Tony had. Because clearly he saw that there was something for him in the world. Because th- the whole thing is there was never anything in the world for him. Oh, like, he wanted to help people, but like obviously there was nothing that he had. And, um, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, I think that I, 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 I get it.
4: Than being a soldier, though. So that was the whole point. And he mentions it in, I think it was Winter Soldier? I,
3: yeah. Or did. something,
4: where he was like... Um, how to like he doesn't know how to live outside of war that was his biggest yeah flaw and he like couldn't and to be fair steve was more selfish than iron man throughout the entire thing civil war was because he wanted to save his Mm -hmm. best friend Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i think his his selfishness usually appeared as like moral righteousness which is still selfishness like wanted like just if you if you are willing to you know get in a fight with your friend just because you know that you're morally right over, like, if you're not willing to compromise, that's still being selfish, you know?
4: He wasn't morally right. right. The motherfucker killed Tony's N- family. Yes, he but, he like, yeah, but he didn't But he didn't kill I'm the person that he's accused of that. killing. You know, so, yeah.
0: Could right. I just share yeah. one, like,
1: random sure. theater experience that I had Go. just because we mentioned Bucky and we're talking about this scene right now. I don't remember, like, really. I think I was saying earlier I was, like, internally screaming throughout. But in the scene where Captain America says goodbye to Bucky before he goes back in time. I definitely said out loud – well, like, not loud enough for anyone to hear, but just whispered
0: under my breath, now kiss. (laughs) It's funny. (laughs) The moment he said goodbye, I actually knew. I'm like, oh, he's going to stay back in time with Peggy. The moment he said that, I'm like, okay, yeah, he's going to – Well,
4: Bucky knew too for sure. And also, did you guys caught that that was a line from the first Captain America, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
4: Fantastic, because you guys aren't present. Right, right, right. There we go. (laughs) Um,
0: Also, I was going to say – one last thought before we add the other people to call – quick poll. I, Well, my one last thought is that I love her as a character I love the actress I don't think Captain Marvel Hello. really worked in this please movie please state
4: your name after the tone and Google Voice will try to connect
0: you <laughs> oh dear Anthony Canton the third yeah I don't think she Thanks. worked in this movie even though I love Rie Larson I like the new haircut that's all I gotta say
1: yeah same
0: also I don't know what haircut she could have that I wouldn't like to be honest also same maybe dreads And the Dowtone. This is this is real podcasting, guys.
2: Yeah, this is how it gets done. Yeah, man. Hello? Hey, what's up, Mike?
6: Not much what's going on.
2: Hey, it's 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 AC. I got my I got my people on the line. I got Jake Christie. Hey, son. And I have Jerome Chang.
1: Hello. What's up, guys?
0: Hey, how, y'all. how y'all
1: doing? How's it going?
3: Good. Obviously, good. this good is Michael coffee, Smith
2: y'all. of ESPN. Uh, first time around Marvel Cinematic University Thank you so obviously on. we're talking Endgame Mike
0: yeah can we start off with uh, what what was your theater experience like because that's how we all started off and I think that we all had really individually interesting ones
6: uh, theater experience um, so I, I did an AMC uh, in uh, Plainville Connecticut that's you know the nearest nice theater to me where I live um, and and uh, it was me and my 12 year old daughter who has become, uh, over the years, uh, as big an MCU fan as I am. If not bigger.
4: Young um, legend. Yeah,
6: yeah. She's uh she. Like, like <laughs> if I wanted something done or I wanted to get her in line leading up to the movie, all I do is just threaten her to not go on Thursday night. So that got us straight.
3: <laughs> <great>. um,
6: <laughs> and so as soon as the tickets went on sale, I bought two for. Thursday night uh at nine o'clock, and I bought three for Saturday at seven, because my son is ten and you know bedtime and whatnot. It's a three-hour I don't know how old you guys are, but when, when y'all get older, y'all understand all this. But <laughs> so it's like he wasn't able to stay up as late as my twelve-year-old, <laughs> so I took him Saturday uh along with the twelve-year-old again. So so I've seen it twice uh, uh since it came out. I just wish uh, Game of Thrones and what would, would Avengers in game finish. But still, <laughs> I'm, I'm still on the high from, uh, from in game. So yeah, it was good. And we, we got, so I bought the tickets as soon as they went on sale. So we had some nice middle seats high up. So, you know, no, we didn't have any crooks in our neck or anything like that. Cause we, you know, we we're up front or nothing like that. So good experience. I saw it in, um, was it standard? I saw it in standard the first time. And then, uh, IMAX 2D the second time. I'm not a big fan of 3D glasses thing, but yeah. IMAX
3: 2 yeah,
1: the second time.
4: Was there um, the crowd into it like? though? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry. What was that? Was the crowd into it?
6: Oh my God. The first
1: time.
0: <laughs> yeah.
6: Uh, the first time, especially the first, that mm-hmm. Thursday night crowd, which mm-hmm. as you would imagine is the hardcore crowd. Like that's yeah. the people that like been waiting a year for this. Um, really a decade for this. Um, and the Saturday night crowd. And that, that was part of the, that was one of the things I was really kind of focused on was trying to see how they would respond. Cause I know how I responded. Um, I've I've called it to the friends that I've talked to about it. um, You know, I've been very respectful of spoilers, but whether it's the people that have seen it or even those that haven't, I've called it the the most enjoyable, the best cinematic production I've ever seen. The Mm -hmm. best movie-going experience I've ever had, but the best cinematic production I've ever seen. It may not be the greatest film of all time, but when combining quality, storyline, characters, production, significance,
3: mm-hmm. all
6: of
1: those things in one context, it's the best cinematic production I've ever seen. Um,
3: I mean, I think that's and, kind of like
1: the whole function of what it was meant to be. Like with all the buildup, it had to be something that like nailed the landing. So it had to be the best cinematic experience, which thankfully it was.
6: Well, well to, to, to speak my language, I, I called it, it's the LeBron James of film. LeBron <laughs> was on Sports <laughs> Illustrated. That's a great cut. As, as the chosen one and somehow managed to exceed any realistic and reasonable expectations that one could have had on his career and become one of the top handful of players of all time. And if you ask some people, the greatest player of all time.
3: Mm-hmm. I don't agree with
6: that, that he's the greatest player of all time, but he managed to exceed expectations. game, had all the hype, all the buildup, nothing, like food didn't taste the same, the sun didn't shine as <laughs> bright, nothing in our world has been right since the snap. <laughs> you know, we were all in a funk since the snap. Yeah, like I have, you know, real. I own, I own so many of the MCU movies, and I didn't go back and watch any of them. I couldn't well, you can watch handle Black it. Panther. I, well, I just couldn't watch. You know, I couldn't watch Black Panther on a random Saturday afternoon. I couldn't watch uh, Ragnarok. I couldn't watch Civil War. I couldn't watch my, which I think is the. All right, we'll get to the rankings. I'm sure at some point. And and I I'm, I guess Endgame is number one, but the reason mm. I say I guess is because Ooh. I've always had Winter Soldier. I've always had Winter Soldier number one. I've always said Captain America Winter Soldier number one, just because I thought that was the best film. Like there was such a born ultimatum. Yeah. Re- there was
1: such a For realism sure. to that movie that I just thought it, it held a special place in terms of the quality of film. It's one of the strongest standalones that can exist outside of the MCU. I What's love. I
4: don't agree with any of that.
1: I mean, it's one sorry. the strongest. Wait, 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 I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, you said it was the strongest. What? It's one of the strongest standalone films that could exist outside of the narrative arc of the MCU. Just like if you're watching it on re- your own. And what was the rebuttal? And what was the
4: disagreement? Oh, that was that was my selfish ass thinking that Ragnarok is just so much stronger.
1: Oh, I love Ra- that Ragnarok's my was? number one too. You know that,
4: Nitz? Yeah. Right? Wait, where do you? I want to know though. Where do you rank stuff like Ragnarok? Because it's obviously so completely unrealistic. <laughs> the movie was really. Fun. Oh God, I, I love I love
6: I love Ragnarok. Ragnarok, Ragnarok was probably, in the truest sense of the word, the most fun,
3: mm-hmm, because yeah.
6: that, because because comedic Chris Hemsworth, Thor was just such a revelation, um, and just, How do you like Fat one, Thor now? Well, that, that's my that's my it's Twitter like handle. That's that's my that's my Twitter handle It's literally Fat Thor. That's my Twitter <laughs> name. My, my Twitter handle is still at Michael Smith. My name is Fat Thor. Spoilers be damned. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> Because, look, we could could do a whole podcast on how I just have a connection to Fat Thor. Like, in many respects, I am (laughs) Fat Thor.
3: I'm I'm in good shape right now.
6: The only only difference... uh, I've been in franchise mode lately. The only difference is (laughs) I'm taking care of my body, but, like, me and Fat Thor got a lot in common, so I've called myself Fat Thor lately. But, no, going back to Ragnarok, though, for a second, I thought Ragnarok also succeeded in kind of erasing, uh, or at least kind of, like, suppressing the bad taste that we have in terms of Hulk standalone movies. Like neither Hulk mm-hmm. standalone movie worked.
3: Mm-hmm. And I
6: guess the Edward Norton one is the one that's in the MCU technically. The
1: the Eric Banner one, that's just, forget that one out. Yeah, but, we don't
4: we don't but, talk about Ed Norton.
1: On our it's podcast not. we gotcha. don't even consider it a part of it at all.
4: Yeah it's not <laughs> great. <laughs> it's not great. A part of the universe. I
1: guess I guess his only contribution with Thunderbolt Ross and the tri- yeah.
6: and and the yeah. and the, the Easter egg at the end of it with you know I'm putting together a team so maybe right. whatever, even though that that's not how it played out but yeah. fine, um, but I, but Ragnarok was great in that it gave us that comedic sore, um and it also gave us like a lot of Hulk more so than the other movies in terms of Hulk as a as a co-star Hulk kind of was center stage in that so not to get into the top five just yet but if you got Ragnarok in your top five MCU there's no argument here. Yeah, at one point it was, but like several movies have come out since then to kind of maybe push it down. Um, but I love Ragnarok. Um, okay. But anyways, yes. yeah. So I don't know how we got off into that. But um, no, I, it was it was the movie managed to not only live up to the expectations, but exceed expectations somehow. I, I just it's a three hour movie and I'm looking for scenes because as a writer, I'm also an editor. I'm looking for scenes in every movie that like, okay, I ain't need that. When they say it's three hour runtime, I'm like, okay, you could have t- taken it out.
3: Right. There
6: was not a single scene that I thought mm-hmm. was unnecessary. And for the people who are critical of the movie or who think it wasn't all that or who, or who have like nitpicked it, I guarantee you 99.9% of those people did not see every MCU movie. Exactly. If you've seen every right. MCU movie,
2: this production was perfect.
6: Yeah, because they it didn't, what I love about it
2: What's that, it was a fan service to us. To everybody who's watched the 21 prior films, it was a fan service to us. 100%. I call it a family reunion. They did not
6: waste any time trying to educate any of you fools who are who are Johnny Cummings <laughs> or casual they tell, them, like, tell them. We like, ain't here for that. We ain't here to go. tell you what this, what this means. We ain't here to tell you why... It is so incredible why Thor is saying I knew it when when, when Captain America is, is wielding Mjolnir. Oh mill We're God. not here to yeah. tell. We're not here to explain every reference. If you don't get it, that's your fault. So when people are like, "Yo, should I see every movie?" I'm like, "Damn straight, you see every movie because you will still enjoy Endgame, in and of itself. But right. you won't fully appreciate how great it is if you have not seen every single movie that includes Thor: The Dark World. Yep. You got to see every single movie."
0: Also, I feel like there's people who uh, are like, I don't want to have to see every single movie are the same people who will insist that you need to catch up on their favorite TV show. It's like, you know, you have have time. Like, just make a plan, you know, like two months in advance.
4: Don't even get me started on the people that, like, are the biggest Game of Thrones fans that are hating (laughs) Mm -hmm. on Avengers right now. I mean, I'm fed up. But, yeah, I agree with Michael. The whole, like, watching, what did I call it today, a Westbrook stat line. You're literally watching a Westbrook stat line of these movies, and you're coming in like, my opinion matters. No, it doesn't. You didn't get the movie. That's
6: a really good good analogy. You did not see how he played. I absolutely love that. That's great. No, you and bless, I read I read a review last night. I stumbled on, because I was, so I watched Game of Thrones, and then I stumbled on, like, a review of Endgame, and somebody was hating on it and saying, well, I wish they would have, like, explained who this character was. I'm like, this <laughs> rocks, man. Like, he didn't, if you he didn't know who this person is, then you don't you shouldn't be writing a review. Like, this was not made for you right. to just write a review when you've seen, when you've admittedly seen half the MCU movies. Well, you're not going get it.
3: Yeah, you know?
4: like they, because Marvel especially like use every second. Like we're talking end credit scenes, like to help develop the plot forward. So if you're getting to the very end of it and you haven't seen a significant portion, including again every end credit, every little thing that they put yep. out there, you're not yep. gonna get it. That's on That's you. right.
6: Well, because the thing, the thing I love about all the the stories, all the movies, is that they 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 rarely waste anything. You know, like Mm -hmm. whether it's a line, whether it's a scene, uh, they just, it all, it all fits in the larger puzzle. And so, you know, the amount of, the amount of references, just the conversation, the relationship, like how can you, if you A, didn't see, or B, didn't fully appreciate, for whatever reason, Captain America First Avenger, how can you truly appreciate Cap mm-hmm. Cap's ending?
3: Mm-hmm. How can
6: you truly understand what it meant for him to spend the rest of his life or spend his, his life, go back and be able to spend his life with Peggy? It's like how, how can you truly understand? Look, when 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 Sam said
2: Cap, come in. Oh, by the way, can we do we can do spoilers on this podcast, right?
1: Yeah, oh, hey, absolutely. Hey, We've been doing spoilers okay, for a full okay. hour. I didn't,
0: I didn't know
2: if y'all and also we got Robin Lumberg on the line. What's up, Robin? What's going on,
5: fellas? How are you? What's hey. happening? Chilling, chilling. I I just was. You were in the middle of a thought, uh, Michael. Finish no, the I, was, I was just say in Captain America.
6: I was just gonna say like if you like if you are not an uh, an, an expert on the MCU, if you have not at least seen every movie multiple times, like how do you how do you understand why people like me are literally screaming when <laughs> Sam is like Cap yeah, <laughs> on your left?
3: You, you and me both. Oh my you, god! To understand
6: what, this you know, on your left. It gives you chills when he's like on your left. Yes. Like, come on, man. Like, you gotta... You, so the people that haven't seen them all just... I told a I told, uh, radio producer the other day. He was like... He, he hasn't seen them all. I was like, well, you're not allowed to see Endgame. I'm not gonna let you waste <laughs> Endgame having not seen every movie.
1: Actually, Michael, you I bring up that. a question that I had um, just because you described the scene where everyone comes in. So uh, we didn't talk about it at all yet, but Wong returns despite, yeah. uh, despite all the uh, worries of the sanctum. I'm curious because in this uh, reality, obviously Iron Man has married and gotten a child. Did Wong attend the wedding? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good question. <laughs> I imagine uh, he must have gone out, or it might have been kind of a sadder
0: affair. I can't. Oh, but, but, but Jerome, I, I'm, who I'm was guessing, protecting the sanctum, I'm if they,
1: maybe they did yeah, it at the I'm sanctum.
3: Guessing,
1: it's a very. If they actually got married, location. I'm guessing it was
6: kind of low key. I'm guessing if they got married, because remember Tony comes back, he's lost. 150 pounds. Mm-hmm. Where everything destroyed. I'm guessing it was a low-key private type. You know, found a judge that was not snapped away affair type thing. I, I'm, I'm. I'm. It probably was not an elaborate Tony Stark affair. So that's a good question, though.
1: Perhaps sorcerers yeah. are also ordained ministers. So, they-
4: <laughs> guys, it's Wong. Come on. <laughs>
0: Nitz, this wouldn't be this podcast if we didn't do a full two minutes on Wong. Uh, also, my God, also, also in fork. fairness, that was a pretty
1: funny line where it's like, "Is everyone hearing?" He's like, "Do you need any more?" You that was yo, weird. your man yeah. really
2: did not want to work at all. Yeah,
4: that was his <laughs> one job, and he's out here complaining like, "Oh, I have to get everyone back." Yeah, man, you went, you disappeared in the first one. Two so, job. yo, have we have we, have we
6: have we processed have we processed like they got they went and got the freaking Valkyrie they got oh, everybody yeah yep, got they
0: everyone. got everyone yep.
6: like they didn't leave anything to chance they brought the whole family <laughs> to the party that was incredible that was and, and it was so funny about it is how emotionally invested we all are in this we all knew that we didn't know who was going to die permanently but we knew the people that got snapped away were coming back i mean yeah. half of them got sequels coming out like yeah. we knew they were
5: coming back but that, yeah <laughs> so that was inevitable he just, he just, i I think that's like totally on point, like especially the fact that they set the gravitas for it in the beginning of the movie, right? So they made that feel real. And then to your point before, Michael, when you were talking about people invested in the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, if you will, like those those that moment at the end would would have felt cheap if you just had thrown all those characters on screen like that out of nowhere. But it didn't feel cheap because you're so invested. The movie worked so well as a second half of Infinity War but also the, mm-hmm. the conclusion of the arc that started in Iron Man. Like, in all yep. those little callback moments, I mean, I yeah. Am Iron Man's a, a, a big one, but his uh, yeah. relationship with Hawkeye. Um, yeah, Hulk's yeah. Even his one line before he snaps them all back into existence, like, this is why I exist in the first place, because the yeah. couldn't have done that. Like, the, to orchestrate that and think it through that thoroughly, it really is unprecedented. I don't even think it's like standing or being a wild fan, to appreciate that mm-hmm. that type of storytelling hasn't been done before.
6: No, I mean, look, I, I think I think about back to the. Oh, by the way, what's so funny? The only complaint I have is this movie <laughs> completely screwed up everything I thought I knew about time travel. Like, I once, <laughs> I once, busted my front teeth. This is a true story. When I was about seven years old, because I was born in '79. Back to the Future came out in 1985, or at least set in '85. I think it came out in '85 too. Um. I wanted to skateboard like Marty McFly. So I got a skateboard with the shark at the bottom, just like Marty McFly, but I didn't have the balance to stand up on it. So I was on like, I was kind of like belly surfing on it, Mm -hmm. hit a crack on the concrete, went flying, screwed up my front teeth. That's how much I was in the back to the future. The only thing I didn't do was wear a life preserver like I was going to drown. But I was still (laughs) in the back to the future. So for the longest, with apologies to Christopher Nolan's Batman, for the longest... Um, I thought back to the future and I still believe it's it's the best trilogy of all time. Yes. Including back to the future part three. Yes. Um, But to your point about just like the over the storytelling and how do you connect 21 movies so seamlessly that is, I mean, first of all, they're not 21 movies in, in, in most series to begin with, but they're for them all to be so interconnected and to come together in a film that does not feel in any way, too, you know, too tangled. It wasn't confusing at all if you watched them all. Um, even the people, like I go back to, I would say of the Avengers movies. And for just for shits and gigs, let's throw Civil War in there. Even though technically Captain America, let's call it, that. It's an
5: Avengers basically movie. an Avengers movie. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. So, so there, that, that means there are four Avengers movies, five Avengers movies. Excuse me. Right? There's the first one. There's Ultron, Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame. Most people can't stand Age of Ultron, which I understand because it's not that great by comparison. Right, However, right. No. a friend of mine said this, so I'm going to steal it. It's season two of The Wire.
3: It mm-hmm. is so necessary. Mm-hmm. It's so
6: necessary. You're right. As it's, it is like, for, for it, gave us, it gave us Scarlet Witch, I would say Quicksilver too, but he was gone as quickly as he came. Mm-hmm. It yeah. gave us Scarlet Witch. <laughs> it really gave cast. us Vision. It gave us Stark with his suit of armor around the world. Uh, that Gave us
4: the TV word endgame. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it literally gave us the endgame at one point. It gave us his vision, which is what was driving his insanity throughout all of the movies. Yeah.
6: Yes. But most and- important, but most important, it gave us Cap's first attempt at picking up Mjolnir. Guys, yes.
3: Yes. Yes. I, have oh, yeah. been so I have
6: never been so excited. I have never reacted to a yep. scene in the movie, I don't know that I felt that much joy since my children were born. <laughs> when got I screamed, yep. yeah.
1: And, and the whole so thing. The crowd, I was like, yes. The crowd. It was like a sporting event when, when that happened Oh and, you know, my God. I think consistently every one of us, uh, Robin, I don't know if it happened for you too, but the biggest crowd moment was Mjolnir. Like that was it. Yes, for sure. And, and you know what? It also like here's there's just so many things I appreciate.
5: Thanos is a beast, right? Because so even good. after that, he, he with no infinity stones, he, he couldn't get beat by Cap and by Iron Man and by, you know, Stormbreaker and, and
1: Yolnir combined. <laughs> right.
5: <laughs> and then when you're talking about the time travel, the, the time travel worked for me. Like they explained it. And then going back, talking about going back to other movies, I, I was watching Winter Soldier, some of it yesterday. And Peggy yep. Carter, they reference a husband who you never see or is never named. Yep. And at the end yep. of Endgame, Cap is wearing a wedding ring. So I think it may have been him the whole time.
6: Yeah. yeah.
0: I brought that explain. up earlier. There's an article that we can send you that breaks it down, and it makes okay. a pretty convincing case. Oh, wait,
6: wait, 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 wait. Time out. Time out. Time out. Oh, wait a minute, man. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Damn it. Wait, i got to process that for a second. Well, so Michael, you know, Michael, the biggest, so the biggest the piece of, of Endgame, evidence... At the end of Endgame, yeah. Cap had a wedding ring on. Uh-huh. I yeah. didn't notice that. He had a wedding ring. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you think that the alternate Cap was his, her husband the whole time. Yes. So when he's visiting her yes. at the beginning of Winter Soldier, and she says you had a life, and, and she's like, I had a husband, and looks at the picture... You think it was Cap all along, but he yes. he just couldn't say anything?
5: Yeah, because he still has to go through his mm-hmm. life and Damn. go through Infinity yeah, it... end game in order to do that. Damn. And then he just the right time to, to re-show up. Because yes. it either has to be that. How well opened... could it be?
0: Well, no, but Mike, there's a, there's a piece I, of evidence that's an, in the article. You guys are oh. forgetting
4: that on her deathbed. She did say, I only regret that you didn't get to live your life. I think she's saying that
0: to make him then go back and do it. Because he, if she, based on what I know about time travel from other movies, if she tells him that he's going to go back and do it, he won't do all of the things that he has to do uh, to get to that point.
2: That's like what Strange said to Tony near the end of the film.
0: Um, But what I was going to say is the main piece of evidence is that in the scene in Endgame where, and I mentioned this earlier, where Steve's looking into Peggy's office you see a yep. bunch of photos on her desk, and there's a photo of Steve, but there's no photo of a husband. Which is like they clearly show that photo, so why you never you never see who the husband is? So I think at least in that moment they're probably trying to go for that. And that's
6: 1970, so at that point you think she would have found somebody.
0: Well, yeah. But then how are we
4: explaining <laughs> away his niece that he yeah. makes out with?
0: Uh, we're hand waving <laughs> that. Just move on. That's just a
4: thing. <laughs> I mean, Cap Game has of Thrones people let that that's shit happen all the time, so. Wait, it, it doesn't,
1: I'm sorry. Do it doesn't explain what? It doesn't well, explain what? Well, because Captain America technically... makes out with her grandniece in Civil War prior to then traveling <laughs> yeah. back in time. I can't blame Mary. that on Captain because yeah. he doesn't know
0: that's his grandniece. Yeah,
1: he well, he I, didn't know about it. <laughs> I'm not going to hold that against...
6: I can't <laughs> hold that against Cap because, like, with no, all respect to Peggy, she found a shield. She was great. She kicked ass. I really thought he should have got up, like, pursued Sharon, which, yeah. by the way, reminds me of the... Because <laughs> I love Sharon. She's incredible. Um, which reminds me of... The funniest r- remains the funniest scene in the entire MCU. The when whole, they're nodding whole in the back seat. Oh my god! <laughs> Can you move your seat? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is so. I mean, come on! It's so real. It's so normal. They're in a Volkswagen Beetle. Can you move your seat up? No. The Winter Soldier, this killer, this guy who's literally trying to kill him five minutes ago, and Stop is like, "I don't care if you brainwashed or not." I am not forgetting the fact that you damn near took my head off a second ago. And then, again, their relationship. And so I, I always suspected uh, that Cap would pass the shield to Winter Soldier, which I believe is the comic time timeline where well, both Winter happen. Soldier gets it. Yeah, so, actually, both, both versions of them are. Have happened.
3: Yeah.
2: Right, but, but doesn't Winter Soldier get it first? I think so. Yeah, I think you're correct about that. Winter Soldier does get it but, first, and then... That eventually and Falcon, then Falcon gets to a handle a hand
6: the shield, right? But so so at the end to have Sam turn to to to, to Bucky and for Bucky to to give that a nod of approval, like yeah, man, take that. It was almost like a subtle nod to the comics, like, hey, just in case we know the, we know the story that we're telling here, and this is how we're telling it, where it's Falcon's time to be capped. Um, I mean, I don't know if, if people still processing the movie to come around to the fact that like yo in the MCU in 2019, like, yo, we for real got a black Captain America. Like, as it's, it's, it's groundbreaking yeah. as Black Panther was, we got a black Captain America now.
2: Like, that's yeah. crazy. He's getting his own TV show, Falcon and the Winter Soldier <laughs> on, on Disney Plus. <laughs> Come on now.
5: And the Winter Soldier had too much red in his ledger to be Captain America.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. also, like also from used, the past, like so I like that, that, that we're like, <laughs>
6: Yeah. I like how you threw
5: out that red red ledger. That, that was good. I mean, it's the same thing as the the you know Hawkeye and the Black Widow, like the little character moments, even between the characters that you maybe you aren't everybody's favorite, right? Or the the fact yeah. that certain movies felt important that you wouldn't have thought, like Thor: The Dark World has to be bottom five for almost everybody, right? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Bottom, for yeah.
2: bottom two. Bottom two.
0: Well, what he, y- I, think what y- y- I do Thor like how it's important still in this better, film. Thor: Dark World is better than
4: Guardians of the Galaxy too.
0: I disagree. I disagree. Yeah, that's going too far. Yeah, it's going too far. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Worst
4: one. <laughs> but he did such
0: a good job of like
1: making it important at least in the sense of like how it affected Thor as a character because mm-hmm. he just never yeah. gets over the grieving of his mother and just like having that moment, yeah. just like giving each of those characters a closure, um, was really nice. Even though, yeah, Dark World sucks.
6: back to somebody brought up Hawkeye and, 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 and Black Widow a second ago
1: mm-hmm.
3: what's
6: also interesting is that of all the Avengers he's been the most inconsistent in terms <laughs> of his just overall presence in the MCU that is his overall presence like he kind of comes and goes
3: Yeah.
6: but when he's there he's there like first of all like Renner Renner is as good an actor as anybody on the staff or as anybody in the cast he's as good as they come
1: it feels like this but is like, his like, first chance to actually get to act in one of these films too that's a good point Jerome
6: yeah, like he went he, he went as deep as he ever has. that's that's what I'm saying. But like whenever he did show up, like he really mattered. You know what I mean? Like he he was he played a critical role when he was in the mix, you know. So it was nice to see, you know, his his entire evolution and and the Ronin, you know, coming to life. It there was just so it's so much to unpack, man. I mean now, now also just, yeah, sure about, my counter was at, that I
4: hate Hawkeye. But I did like the part so in the first Avengers, when Hawkeye swings through the glass and he turns over like that and he's kind of done, they did the exact same thing with this one when he grabbed the gauntlet. and he kind of he like fell through, went down, and then handed who we now know is past nebula, the gauntlet. things like yeah. that where they just did that so brilliantly. Like I'm not a big Hawkeye fan, which is why they said Nitz, counterpoint. But um <laughs> I just think I think he's I think he's outmatched. He shouldn't be there. Ronan, though, Ronan was great. Well, Aokai was, was just. I felt like him and Black Widow, Widow are both like mortal people that maybe don't belong. But Widow, at least, like, is a little bit more cunning. Whatever. Yeah. But um, I liked. I liked how he ended. I agree with you. I feel like this movie, especially, was like a really good ending for him. And I mean, we have even talked about die, how the movie opens with him. Yeah. So, and, oh yeah.
0: Because that like it is sad. such a powerful. Yeah, that made me really open, sad. Though.
5: Well yes. Infinity War is all the action and endgame is all the consequence, right? Yes. I mean, but you have uh you have the, those character moments you're just talking about. Even for like Scarlet Witch, she gets her moment. Captain Marvel isn't featured in it a bunch, but she gets her moment. And then you talked about the gauntlet. I, I think that was done purposefully. Everybody that handled the gauntlet in that final scene is kind of the the people that are taking the torch as the leaders. Yes. So was- Spider Man and Black Panther yeah. and, and Captain Marvel. And I want to run a couple of the theories I have from this movie by you going forward. Did you did you see the part um, – you remember when they talked about an earthquake uh, under Wakanda? Under the yeah, Neymar. I think Neymar's the villain in Black Panther 2.
2: Agreement with Obviously,
5: you. Obviously, Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy should basically be the title
1: so good.
5: of the next thing. And then I think they might team up Hulk and Ant-Man. You know, They had that interplay in the, the restaurant, and, right. and it just makes oh. sense on that science aspect of it. He was sending him back – through time, so I could see Professor Hulk and the Ant-Man as a good tandem.
1: That would be so much that'd, fun. That'd tonight. be good. And that's a place where like Hulk can actually fit back in.
4: Right. They would never just place them some random movie. I like that, actually. Mm-hmm. All of those like fit. But Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy had me the most excited.
1: For sure. Well, one that, thing I, I was thinking about coming out of these was as much as I absolutely love the core Avengers, I don't want to ever see a standalone for any of them anymore. I I only want to see them, like, kind of show... Like, I really want to give the opportunity to, like, the next group. But at the same time, like... Like, I think we're just at a point now where I don't think there could really be a standalone for any particular character at this point. Like, the universe has been established to be so large that it was more acceptable before to have other characters not show up in it. But I feel like you almost need it to happen now. Like, it may be logistically not possible, but I just don't know how you can explain yourself... Uh, way out of like different things to this point where it's not at least one or two characters like showing up in the same film at any given moment
3: well,
4: well that's what about yeah. a Captain like, Marvel they, film oh. Captain Marvel film where it shows her putting to rest the war that she was really that's fine because, because that's
1: just like in the past
4: okay but yeah.
1: but I would say like just kind of like moving forward um especially just they've literally all fought together now
4: yeah,
2: I feel like the MCU is going to be a little bit more nonlinear going forward. Uh, Kevin Feige has kind of alluded to that, that it's not going to be the exact same thing. And I think with the time travel that happened in this movie, there's a good chance that this gives more of an opportunity for the multiverse to open up. So you may see some different iterations of characters going forward. I mean, they're talking about Shang-Chi and the Eternals and all this other stuff. So I think, to your point, Jerome, they are going to open up a lot more uh, new stories and new characters. Well, that's how you can
5: introduce X-Men and Fantastic Four if you want, as well.
2: Yeah.
6: Don't get me excited. Please don't get me excited about the possibility (laughs) of actually having Fantastic Four done properly. Um, I've always enjoyed X-Men. I've enjoyed the X-Men franchise, but it's exciting, the idea of of it being rebooted and, and introduced. Uh, and the MCU is—it goes back to the,
3: the
5: genius of the whole thing, right? Because I, I mean, I grew up on the big Marvel crossover events through the comics, and I always liked these characters. But you know, Iron Man, Captain America were B characters, not the A characters. They couldn't use the A characters because they didn't have Spider Man or the X Men. The X Men in the nineties mm-hmm. show. Like, that was the the oldest thing in the world. To see that, I mean, yeah, (laughs) there have been some good movies, but to see them treated (laughs) the way that they should be treated, I, I just can't wait. And Fantastic Four, like you said, I mean, I, I think people would be skeptical because of the past, but the, we know that they'll be handled appropriately, so when you fit them into the greater universe, and then you have Neymar, and you have Galactus, and you have Doctor Doom, that changes things.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, think bad bad thing about server. Fantastic Four, though, We, can, oh, we yeah.
6: can't cross the stream I don't know if you crossed the streams on Fantastic Four, though, given that, and we've forgiven this, given that I, I keep forgetting that Chris Evans was the Human Torch. Which oh, seems like oh, completely God, ridiculous yes. now. That, that was was my, no,
5: we can it let you go. Was, was Killmonger. Yeah.
1: Killmonger yeah. was also the Human Torch. Do you
5: think Terrence Howard saw Avengers Endgame first weekend? No, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
6: <laughs> but I'll tell you what, though. I will tell you what. I, he did us all a favor because, and, and obviously it's easy to say, given that we've seen several movies with Rhodey, I don't. Terrence Howard. There's nothing comedic about Terrence Howard. So, no. the, Rhodey, the what Roddy's contributions could not have been made by Terrence Howard. Like, you know, it had it had to be Don Cheadle. Yeah. He yeah. was so much better. He's
1: an upgrade. Oh, I love so thank of his. Uh, he was, he really, he was actually pres- low
0: key really good in this movie. He didn't have a yeah, lot. to do, I don't know do, how Terrence really Howard good.
1: handles the Tony Stank scene. I don't think it's possible. <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: <Right. laughs> he doesn't.
3: <it.
0: laughs> he doesn't.
1: You're right about that, Jerome. Uh, one thing, uh, just like a quick, I know we have to wrap up soon, but Robin, to your point about bringing in the X-Men and everything, uh, in that case, I wouldn't mind Hulk regressing back just to take on Wolverine like one time.
2: Yes. Well, yeah.
1: I mean, you could,
5: do that. you could do that in a number of ways, right? Like, I mean, the Hulk was Savage Hulk in this movie. I, Professor Hulk was always my favorite incarnation in the comics, at least that run for reading him. So I, I thought that was cool. And the other Hulk could not have done with it with this Hulk did for sure um, and on a totally unrelated tangent thing I just wanted to make sure I mentioned this part of the movie because I haven't heard it mentioned yet the, the time heist was so cool going back through all those movies mm-hmm. but one of my favorite parts in the whole thing was when Loki winds up stealing the Tesseract. Oh, yeah. yeah when they go back to, yeah. to get it done and Good you have distorted their plans in that moment just like those little bits of drama I thought that was great
4: Loki got yeah. one more mischievous thing in the films you're right mm-hmm. Like, we thought he was gone, but no, nah, man, he's still here. Yeah, I
0: think you that's how to set up the TV show. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I have a question for the panel, though. What yes. do yes. you prefer? Um, Captain America picking up the hammer at the end of Endgame or Thor's entrance into Wakanda?
1: Cap. Oh. Cap. It's got to be Cap for me. Yeah? yeah Cap, a good question, it's, it's a good reality. one. No, that's a really good question. It is,
0: but it, I think, like, yeah. the meaning. Because, like, Thor entering Wakanda is just, like, super cool and stuff. But, like, there's yeah. so much meaning behind Cap being a bully old And neither
5: and of them let them win. They didn't win with either yeah. of those moves. The two most celebra- celebrated <laughs> moves yet
4: didn't lead to victory either time. Oh, or- there's a really good NBA analogy in there. <laughs> 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 okay, Bless. I like that. Wait, Michael, what was yours?
6: No, no. This Cap. I mean, I, like I was saying earlier, okay. I've, I've never, the, the amount of joy. Physical joy that I felt when Cap summoned Milner, and not just some of them, but was handling him like he know what, like handling that hammer like he, oh like he was born to handle it. Oh yeah, my he was Kyrie really he so kind of Irving with support. the handles.
5: Speaking of NBA, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so,
6: because as it, dire as the situation looked in Wakanda in Infinity War, like Thanos literally had Stormbreaker in Thor's chest. Like it was yeah. like, and so it was like oh my god this is not gonna end well and then you see the hammer moving and we, of course, I mean everybody assumed that Thor was managing the summer summon mm-hmm. Mjolnir and the moment he caught it I was like oh my god like my daughter had to, you know she's at that age where everything I do embarrasses her so I'm yelling and screaming she's like dad calm down I'm like what you mean calm no. down that's that's disrespectful swinging Mjolnir I'm swinging Mjolnir like he's crazy so yeah it's it's that one but it's close it's definitely close yeah. but it's kept.
4: There's been some great action moments from this film man. It's crazy. I didn't think that we were going to get a lot of it cuz like they started off really depressing too. Which actually, how does everyone feel about that in terms of the pace of the movie starting off as sad as it did? Like there's well, somebody, not like Somebody said it.
6: So, I'm God. sorry. Somebody said it earlier that 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 uh Infinity War was the action and and right. you know the yeah, the action itself of the snap whereas uh, in-game you saw the consequences like Starting it with the, the the biggest family person, the only only family guy was Clint. You know, yeah. I mean, not not counting not counting uh, uh, T'Challa, but you know, in terms of the core Avengers, it was Clint. So at the end of Endgame, at the end of Infinity War, the only real humans other than the heroes, but the other real, only humans you see snapped away are either the warriors um, from Wakanda or the couple of people that disappeared in New York when Nick Fury uh, and Maria Hill disappeared. But you don't really see the actual impact of one day, one minute, you're in the backyard asking what you want on your hot dog, and the next minute they're just gone. Word. And so that felt like, that. that I felt that. As as a person with a wife and kids, I felt that. And then when when they very slowly were like, five years later, like, oh my God, this went on for five years? They lived in this existence for five years? We'll I might not to death? cut
2: you, but killing Thanos at yes. the jump.
6: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well I thought that was awesome. Oh, I don't mean to jump over that either. You want to get into that?
2: Yeah, yeah, like basically you have that. You have Tony coming back and we finally right. get that moment between him and Captain and Captain America, which is just like that was Robert Downey Jr. That was did painful. a great job there because he was yeah. so pissed and it was just a wonderfully played. And then we get Captain Marvel showing the confidence, she ready to roll. And then they and then yeah. they roll in thinking that they're going to take care of things. And Thanos destroyed the the stones, and Thor was just so pissed that he cuts his He's head broken. off, but it doesn't mean anything. They still lost.
6: Yeah, he was broken. They were they were broken. And I'm, yeah, I was just going to jump to I would say the most powerful scene, and, and y'all referenced it earlier with the with the Neymar Easter egg. Yeah, like Widow has always been a rock through everything. She's been a rock. Like she was destroyed. It was like bad breakup times ten. Like she was a mess trying to hold it together for everybody. She had that moment alone where she just started crying. Yeah. Like that was like like Scarlett really, you know, that was that was a human side of, of, of her that we just had not really seen very much, if any of, you know, throughout the entire film. Even when she was flirting with Banner, you know, she still is like so so stoic. And that's why she was raised obviously to be stoic. Yeah. Man, she, she was a mess. And yeah that, so I, to answer the original question, I love the pace. It really just kind of puts you in this mode of desperation to understand how how difficult it was for them to deal with with failure. And look where that brought them back to me, you know
0: anyway. <laughs> oh. all right, I, I gotta bounce in a second, so uh, uh, you guys want to wrap up, or I can just leave and you know you can keep going.
1: I, yeah, I gotta yeah, head we'll out we'll in a for, minute we'll too. We'll go for a little bit, and <laughs> Jake, I'll send you the rest of the recording. All right, after. yeah. Uh, all right, uh, I'm out. Yeah, to... you can
0: just you shout out all my things to follow on Twitter. Uh, it was great talking to you, Robin and Mike, Nitz, AC, Jerome. Talk to you later. All
2: right, take, all right, take care, Nitz. You still here?
4: Yeah, I'm still here. I gotta go in a bit, but I got done. I, yeah, we yeah, have, have to, to go. So next five.
2: Five. I figured I'd exit in
5: a in the proper way from this uh, yeah. this this call, so I'm gonna snap mm-hmm. myself out of here.
2: Hey! (laughs) Hey, Thank you Robin for joining us Appreciate it bro Yeah yeah, so just to kind of Kind of like uh, wrap it up With some uh, rapid fire stuff Mike is there anything Like what was your favorite actual uh, Scene of the movie Was it Avengers Assemble It
6: it was yeah It was that entire So when I saw it the second time I enjoyed it just as much But I found myself like, like, Like I just wanted to get to the the whole snap in the moment when Thor, when me, when Thanos started bombing um you know the the Avengers headquarters um oh, right. because that's when it that's when it really started getting set off that's when it really set off that's when it really yeah it, it got it got real um the assemble moment just watching them all come through the portals one by one on your left just sent chills but again that the, the best moment was Cap getting near because it's just, again, the full circle nature of it. You know, again an obscure scene at a party in Age of Ultron, which most people rip, when Cap yep. slightly moves Mjolnir, come in full circle with Thor being like, I, I knew it. You know, it was just such a, a fun moment. But like you said, that wasn't the, 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 the tipping point. That wasn't what turned the tide. Everybody being reintroduced. And y'all asked earlier a really good question about the, the theater experience and what was the crowd like. Everybody just in unison on cue clapping for Spider Man coming back. <laughs> yeah. And Quill coming oh. back. Everybody just like got it into just one by one. Here's Dr. Strange. Like, we knew they were coming, but nonetheless, it's so good to see, you, you know?
4: It was so no, good, was though, though, that Dr. Strange was there. Because, like, you'd think for a second they're all coming in and they have no idea what's happening. They just, you know, and they don't even know that it's been five years but they did a really good job when Spider-Man came in and we're all paying attention. He goes like, well, Dr. Strange said, like, it's been five years and then he did the little whizzy thing like he usually does and then, like, now I'm here. <laughs> I was like, that's a really good explanation because, like, I would have, that would have been my nitpick is everyone just did you suddenly jumping into Star battle. Bro, I was cry crying five minutes, into the, five minutes into the movie. Five minutes into the movie. in that movie. And I was like full blown tears. I went with, uh, I don't know if you know who Julie Fair, I went with my friend Julie and she took like a bunch of extra napkins for me for throughout the movie so I could just like cry into them. And then I was like, yeah. I went into the second viewing thinking like, nah, I'm not going to cry in the second time. Like I literally saw this two hours ago and I'm crying my eyes out all over at Tony again. So yeah, yeah. to answer your question a lot.
2: <laughs> yeah. no,
4: was,
6: but they yeah, did I, good. I
2: yeah, yeah man it was it, it it was it was so it was so much that ending was so much and like you were talking about doctor strange um doctor strange kind of guiding tony to his sacrifice um like we kind of mm-hmm. talked about way earlier was just it, it was very poignant from the time that that he said he would not he would not trade tony's life uh for the stone and then he he saved them just for tony to be in that moment and that moment where tony asks uh strange oh are we gonna win this this is it mm-hmm. and when strange tells him like if if i tell you it's not gonna happen i'm like oh no i already know what's gonna happen and i already felt that kind of dread um that first yeah. time watching it and what, um do you start think with, yeah go ahead needs
4: do you think people are gonna finally stop hating on star lord now because everyone was hating like he killed it like he was the reason that they couldn't beat thanos but it's like nah doctor strange in the moment that Star-Lord fucks it up in Infinity War, like, walks away. He yeah. knew that he had to fuck it up anyways. He knew that he had to give a stone. He knew Tony had to die. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we're going to give him, I give him ease a off?
2: I give him
6: Thank a Thank
4: you. What about no, you, Mike? No,
6: that was dumb. Nope, that was dumb. I, I can't. I, <laughs> really? Nope, that was dumb. Nope, that was dumb. Why? No, because, because Strange never has to sacrifice stones if he doesn't do that. Now, yeah, I know he looked into the future. That was the only one that they win. But I'm sorry. If they get the gauntlet, <laughs> come on. If they get the gauntlet off, I mean, he probably didn't think they would get the... The reason why he looked into the future and they only won at one time is because in said future, Quill fucks it up. Excuse my language. In, in <laughs> no, it's future, all good. You're Quill good. Has <laughs> Quill has already oh, done man. It, so put, knows, okay, the bases I that I have to now one. fix Quill's mistake by making it even worse in order to get everything back, because Quill can't control his emotions. <laughs> two
4: seconds. Okay, so I guess the answer to my question is a no. I think Quill had to fuck it up for them to be able to defeat Thanos. If Quill doesn't mess it up, then they never beat him.
3: Yeah,
2: they have. To it seems it. like that's the natural progression. No, First. I'm not,
6: now. Wait, this is great. I'm glad y'all are doing this because here is here was the biggest mistake. Okay, I'm, honestly, the biggest culprit was not Quill. In infinity war the biggest mistake in infinity war mm-hmm. was in the moment that iron man and spider-man saved strange on the ship they should have turned around that was the biggest mistake
3: <laughs> because yeah wait they go home and,
2: s- and get the whole team together yes yes there's no way
6: like tony in his arrogance talking about taking the fight to him like bro, is you a kid and a wizard, as he would say? <laughs> Y'all are not. He didn't know he was going to end up with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like bro, this is you got to go back, make up with Cap, get the whole team together, and get and because they would have had how many Infinity Stones? If he goes back, they have the Time Stone, they, they have, have the Mind, Mind Stone. Stone, and and one more. What else? Is that it?
2: Well, no, we remember Thanos already had gotten the Power Stone, the um, Reality the power, Stone. the Power, the Reality, Space. And the Space Stone. And the space. So he had those three. And the Soul Stone is his own thing. So yeah, they didn't he was had on two his way stones. for that. Yeah, they
6: had two stones and the entire team that they could have assembled if Tony would have turned the ship around. Instead, he goes and tries to be the man and finish and do it on his own. And that's where Cap was always right. we got to do this together. Like, every time Tony tried to do stuff on his own, it didn't help you know they had they needed everybody so that was the mistake more than quill but just real quick on doctor strange back to the overall conversation about the the need to see and understand every single movie in the mcu i love doctor strange as a standalone i thought it was amazing i own that one too um like the source of supreme showing up how cool was that that was amazing the original source of supreme and the ancient one uh tilda Swin, she's awesome
4: yep and, like, that was the one I was wondering about the most, because I was like, the time stone is the hardest to get, because you literally can't take it away unless they break the spell. Yeah. And as soon as he goes, well, he gave it away willingly, she's like, oh, shit, he yeah. knows something I don't.
2: Right.
6: Isn't that crazy? It- like, like for the, for, the, for the ancient one to be like, yo, okay, like, think about the, how highly, like, it's just, like she said, strange is supposed to be the best of us. Like, to, for, her, for the ancient one to willingly give the stone to, albeit a good guy, somebody she just right. met, what kind of trust you got to have in Dr. Strange's judgment to do that? Mm-hmm.
4: Before <laughs> technically even meeting him, right? They were five yeah. years away. Yeah.
6: yeah. Just yeah. knowing what he's going to be. Like, oh, he's performing surgery down the street. You're about five years early.
4: <laughs> you know, <laughs> wow, oh, like One more question then, since we're on the topic of, like, you have to sure. really appreciate all the films. Did you guys feel like Tony discovering time travel went too fast? Or like we know how smart Tony is, because it felt a little like I invented time travel, and then you know what's her face, Goop Lady goes, oh, right, like. Wait,
6: what, you that, just called Pepper goof Lady?
4: Yeah, I just called her Goop Lady. I'm sorry.
6: <laughs> You're not a Pepper but,
4: fan? I'm no. I'm not. I think that she's Not fine. even when she
6: came out in the suit handling business? That was fire
4: as hell. I'll give it to her. Okay. You know what? Okay. She didn't stop him from going and inventing time travel with the rest of the gang. Oh, so I'll let him have it. But I did feel like it f- that's my only nitpick of the film is it felt really, really undersold which they kind of have to do. It's already a three hour movie. Like how long are you really going to spend right. on inventing time travel? But the fact I that the film that walked- he had already
6: been working on it I, right. I assume that it was like he had been working on it, and he just kind of like let me go back and like see if there's really something here. That's was Yeah, because they, like, they, they went
2: to they... see him, and then yeah. there was a couple of scenes after that uh, to kind of assemble the team, and then maybe he had been working on it for a little bit. And I, I think to your point, Nissan, it's it's so hard for a three-hour film to like fill in stuff. Like, because I would have liked to see how Professor Hulk came to be. I would have liked to see that too.
4: Oh my god, no, I yeah. loved his opening being him eating like a bucket of eggs yeah. and like taking pics with people. Um yeah. no, but I agree with both of y'all. I mom. like Yeah. <laughs> Yo, speaking of Paul Rudd, still an yeah. MVP in every movie. So good. So good. So good.
6: Yeah. I, I don't good. know about y'all, but I, I every time somebody does me a favor I always say I always say thanks for thanking of me. Like that's just now what that's my default. Oh, yeah. I now say that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines in Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! So, so
6: guys, so is this, so is this the yeah. best movie for y'all? Like, I, I know we got to wrap up. Is Endgame did, did it, was the last the best Did it saved the best for last? Is the best MCU movie? Mm. Um,
4: no, I think pretty easily for me, no. But I think just because, so a couple. Okay, if you combine it with Infinity War, yes. If you think of it as one long five and a half hour movie i think it's absolutely the best of the best it makes sense because like they really did kick off right where infinity war left off they had the snap to bring us back to that moment and then they kept going forward if you combine them yes if not i think it's tough because it is only the consequence and a full rounded movie needs to have the thing Mm. that makes that gives the consequence in the first place the action etc and it couldn't have that because that wasn't the point um,
2: here's a here's a better question for you, Nitsan. Was this better yeah. than Infinity War?
4: Um, You know what? I've only seen this one three times, and I've seen mm-hmm. Infinity War, like, ten. Mm-hmm. So give me, like, seven more watches. Gotcha. But I don't think so, because I think that I liked Infinity War especially. Like, you know, Ragnarok's my favorite film. Yeah. Because I think that I can rewatch <laughs> it. It's got the action. It's got the right score. It's got the right villains, the right heroes, the right comedy. Like, all it's got Korg... So, all of that to me just like makes it the best. <laughs> With Infinity War, I think it had, because again, the purpose of the movie is it could be funnier, it yeah. could have more action, it could have a little bit more of that conflict, which is why I liked it more.
2: Right. Um, but I
4: think Endgame was a better film, if that makes sense.
2: Okay. Okay, I think that's fair. I was an Infinity War guy, my, guy myself. For, like that before, I had put Infinity War uh, number one. I think I still need a little bit more time to process this one before I could officially rank it. Mm-hmm. Um, how yeah. about you, Mike?
6: Uh, I, I, Winter Soldier is just so special to me. I um, love Winter, just, Winter Soldier. Just because, I mean, just the it just was real. The fight, the the hand to hand combat. Oh the, yes. You know, just how cold blooded the Winter yeah. Soldier himself was. The dynamic between Cap and and Nat was always like this brother, sister, flirty for a second type thing. It's just weird. Yeah. Um, so I, that's that's still my – I like what you said earlier about uh, it being your favorite. So that's a nice little way of kind of, like, qualifying to say my favorite. Um, I feel like we're doing, we would do a disservice to not mention Iron Man. Just yep. as laying the foundation, as art. We want to talk about, like, what people had to go through right. in the MCU to do certain things like god when he created robert downey jr was like bro you're gonna go through some stuff but <laughs> so on the back end of this on the back end of this you are going to come to define a generation of moviegoers you're going to come to like play a character that you were born to play like there's rdj with with, with iron man and there's hugh jackman with wolverine it's like they are just like definitive so Iron Man and the Foundation and Lay, which I love the ending. I love how they had them. Marvel does everything first class. I love how they had them, The core guys literally sign off from the franchise, and then yep. and then have the sound of Tony hammer the metal cave yeah. on the way out. Like that was such a nice touch. So, but I would have to still go with Winter Soldier as one. I love Civil War. Civil War is a really Civil good War was film. so much fun to me. Um, Ragnarok's in the conversation. Black Panthers in the conversation.
2: Absolutely. Um,
6: I'm sure I'm forgetting something. I mean, there's 21 of them suckers, but uh, and then Infinity War. Like it's, it's a tough. It's a toss up between Infinity War and Endgame. Game. It, it should be viewed as as one film. Yeah. Um, but I, I would have to say because because of it, did this make sense? Because of Infinity War, <laughs> I enjoyed Endgame more. Like yeah. Infinity War was fun. But I had the the year long anticipation yes. and then the resolution and the satisfaction of the end at yeah. the end of Endgame.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good note to end on. Uh Michael Smith uh from ESPN. Mike, what a pleasure to have you on and join us. Um we gotta get you back. You're you're really about this MCU life.
6: Oh yeah, man! Listen, this was fun for me. This this was I needed it. This was my 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 uh my therapy group that Cap was in. Like I needed some, somebody somebody <laughs> to talk to, some people, some knowledgeable people. Like I needed this. This was cathartic and 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 helpful for me. So thank you for finding me because I needed to talk about this movie. It's all I've been able to think about until last night. Because Game of Thrones kind of you know I was yeah, was Game of Thrones was taking a week off because they kind of like tip the sound a little bit. But I mean, this is uh. This was incredible. This movie—it was an incredible experience, and honestly, part of the experience. And I—and the last thing I'll say, because I, I could talk all day about this, obviously, but
3: of course, nothing
6: turns me off more, and I'm sure you guys deal with this, you know, in in, in various places. Nothing turns me off more than the people who turn up their nose or look down their noses at yeah, th- us.
2: Th- th- thank you, Michael. Thank you. Say and it, it is, louder. It's like but grown grown men getting excited the grown about men watching like, you know, like, times. Like, Why better? do you care better. about that? It's not. It's not. Bro, important. grown it's men have real. been watching
4: dragons fight like some dehydrated king for like <laughs> ten years, too. They're
6: dehydrated <laughs> king. The most fun about it is conversations like this and being yeah. in the theater with other people. Like you want to talk? People talk about sports bringing people together. The MCU is another thing, or, or or comic culture in general is another thing that just brings people together. Where you know. You just understand one another. You speak the same language. Like, no matter what, when you're there on that Thursday night at those first showings, or when you're watching them back to back, or you've seen them three times open opening weekend, and you're having conversations about it, it's like no matter where you're coming yeah. from, it's like there's a certain level of just commitment that you know you share, and enthusiasm that you know you share that was just so much fun to be in a theater and listen to people sniffle. Like, you can hear people crying in the movie. You know, to, to cheer along with them. That's special. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate this conversation because I feel like I just made several new friends. So, you know, you did. Cool, so thank hey.
2: you. Guys. You definitely did. We're going to bring you back, brother. For sure. We're going to bring you back. Where can we follow you, sir?
6: Uh, at Michael Smith. Uh, right now I'm Fat Thor, but I'm still at Michael Smith. and my name is Fat <laughs> Thor on there. <that. laughs> I went uh, looking for your
4: at. It's <laughs> just like I was like, why can I not find him? And then I saw the Fat Thor and I was like, oh, he wasn't yeah. kidding.
6: No, I'm I, uh, at Michael Smith. I, I didn't change the handle, just the name, name on it. And uh, and on Instagram, I'm I'm the Michael Smith, uh, just because there's multiple Michael Smiths. So, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's me. And, and and all I've been tweeting. Listen, I've been off Twitter for a minute, and I told my boy that Endgame was so good, he got me tweeting again. So that's that's all you all need to know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: there you there you go. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, Nitza, where can we follow you?
4: You can follow me on Twitter at nitzbluv. Um, wait, what, wait, wait, me. wait, wait,
2: wait,
6: wait! Spell that slowly. What is it? In what?
4: <laughs> N I T Z B L U V. Nits Blue. It's not nits blue. N I T Z B L
6: like U V. Yeah, it's me. Wait, wait, come on. Where is it? Where is it?
4: N I T Z B L U V. This is a great I love University
2: it. history. <laughs> I oh, tweet a goodness. lot of
4: slander, let's be real. Um, and don't follow me on Instagram, because whatever. That's it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man. And, and first of all, shout out to Robin Lumberg. You can follow him at Robin Lumberg on, on Twitter, works for Sports Illustrated. Does, does a great job, as always. Appreciate him coming on again after Infinity War. You can follow our other two co-hosts, Jake Christie, at the Jake Christie on Twitter. Um, He has a podcast called Sorted History. Uh, check that out. That's really, really good. Uh, Jerome Chang, a.k.a. Black Dragon Roll, at Black Dragon Roll on Twitter. Um, it's a pleasure to get these guys back together. And of course, I'm Anthony Canton III. You can follow me at AC spotlight 95 um, Marvel Cinematic University, trust me, this is not the only podcast that we're doing on this movie. We will be back next week for more because there's just so much more to unpack. So in the meantime... We'll leave you with this. We love you three thousand.
4: Oh, stop it, my
3: heart. (laughs)